Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, thanks for joining me for another episode of the Do Big Things Podcast. My name is Adam McRoberts, I am your host, and I've got a great guest for you today. It's a long one, so I'm going to keep the intro short. We had to break it up into a two-parter. His name is Arun Sakar. he's a good buddy of mine, I've known him for a few years, He's run a bunch of 100 milers, including the Leadville 100 and Western States 100. So I hope you guys dig our conversation. Let me know what you think. Life is short. Do big things, baby. Arun. Adam. (laughs) My friend. How are you, brother? How are you? Good. How about yourself? Good, good. At last we got connected. <laughs> At oh, last. I'm glad. I'm glad it worked this time. We had a little yeah. technical difficulty and it, this took a week or two to make it happen, but here we are. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I'm also, I'm, I just want to say sorry because I have to postpone last couple of times. It, and then last week, what, last Sunday when it was not working? The, yeah. My, yeah? Okay, it's last Sunday. Okay, but. No, don't it's, worry about it. No problem. <laughs> it's all good. So yeah. how have you been, man? Good. Good. I would say I'm uh, alive. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good to hear. Yeah. It's good to be alive, right? It's always good to be alive. Yeah. For sure. And... So you mentioned, uh, we talked a little bit before this, and you mentioned uh, that you've been uh, pretty much staying in your apartment for the last uh, like 50 days or so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you are you start, starting with that thing, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay, serious. Okay. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, I know. it's obvious the coronavirus is, uh, you know, it's a, something that shouldn't be taken lightly. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. Just wondering if there's if there's more to it, if you're healthy, and how, how you're doing. I am healthy. I would say, by the grace of God, I am health healthy. Uh, I would say, physically pretty healthy. I haven't done quite a few things which I do regularly, like you know, running and gym and yoga, all those things which I do regularly, which I'm not doing right now. Okay. Overall, so that's why I don't know if I, I might have lost my lot of my fitness in the last seven weeks because I haven't been outside my apartment. Okay. But I would say mentally, emotionally and spiritually, I am pretty healthy. I would say right now, I am at a better spot than seven weeks back. Good. Okay. I'm referring seven weeks because that's when today is what uh, I, yeah. Last time I went outside my building was 14th of March. Wow. Uh, and yeah. So basically this is yesterday. 10.44 AM was 49th day, seven weeks. Today is the 50th day. Yeah. Today is 50th day. Wow. That's like half century, man. <laughs> I just realized, yeah, it was a half century. It was the fiftieth day. Okay, 
So are you staying inside just to um, avoid uh, the madness? And, and are you just taking precautions to stay away from the virus? Or is there more to it? Mostly more to it. That is maybe less than 5% or 10% is that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, 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 am, I am, see again, that's how I, I function. That whenever I see any thing, I try to use it as an opportunity. Okay. Anyway, I can. So, of course, it started like that. So, basically, you know, like, I started distancing myself a little bit at the end of February. Mm -hmm. uh, like, not even in March. End of February, first week of March, I was distancing myself uh, for coronavirus. It was not that big that time, but still... Uh, I know I got the news and again, in my, my area is research. So I do research and I read a lot and maybe sometimes a little bit too much. <laughs> so I, so again, once I heard this in the January and I already read this book by Michael Osterholm, which he wrote in 2017, the book's name is called Deadliest Enemy. And I believe in chapter 13 or somewhere, he mentioned something like this is going to happen and blah, blah, blah. So anyhow, so in my mind, I thought this is going to be something a little serious and we should be a little aware and take precaution. So I was distancing myself. Okay. Um, so in the gym, when I was going, I was trying to stay away from a little bit of people, not touch all the things and try to clean my hand, you know, like those kind of stuff. I was still meeting people, my friends and work, but try to take, you know, not give a hug, not do a handshake, you know, those kind of stuff. I was not being from the end of February. And then somehow something clicked. I think maybe I had a little bit more information or something. Uh, then 14th of March, that's the just, you know, I do remember. I went for a group run. It was Saturday, pretty decent weather. And I had a very good run. But before the run, we have a huge group, like 50, 60 people in our group. And I have a very good run. Um, and after the run, and I just thought, told myself, okay, I have a very good run. Maybe I should uh, run tomorrow as well. And before this run, I already ran a couple of weeks, like 100 plus miles weeks, and it was going pretty good. And something changed in my mind after I entered my apartment. I told, okay, I really want to run tomorrow to get an, again, decent high mileage week. Mm -hmm. How about if I don't do that? I Means a lot of times we want to do something, and then we just... If we don't do that, we feel weird, right? Sometimes. Sure. But okay, I, I already plan to get a very high mile next week. Right, next day, next high mileage, maybe 20, 30 miles. Okay. Uh, I don't know, how about, let's not do it. I will not do it, how I feel. And then I told myself at the same time, uh, after I came back, I was going to the news and this stuff. And I felt maybe I should start taking it a little seriously and try to stay away from people a little bit more. And maybe I will not go outside tomorrow. So I just switched my mind from running long to not running. And, you know, how I always feel. Then suddenly I started thinking yeah. that it would be so weird, right? If I don't go outside for a long time, uh -huh. it would be weird. I, I always kept on thinking because my mom And I, is... I don't know if I fully understand. Like, so, I mean, is it just strictly because of the coronavirus or... Um, did you have something else in mind as, as far as why you wanted to stay home? Because that's, that, I like staying outside uh, way, way more yeah. than many people. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, so you're just to me doing something outside of your comfort zone? Exactly, of course, exactly. But I'm using, you know, we want to do, we most, a lot of us want to do out of comfort zone, but we don't start. It has to be started sometime, right? So we need that instigator. Mm-hmm. So it happens. So for me, I look, you know what, let me see if I can stay. Of course, right now, since this is coronavirus is getting maybe a little serious or it will go, it will get bigger, I thought. And before that time, even Trump didn't, you know, announce all this stuff, lockdown. But I thought, okay, maybe I will take it a little seriously. Even people are not taking, mm-hmm. but I'll stay inside and I'll see how I feel if I don't go outside for a couple of days. Okay. Because I have to go outside every day. For me, I can't even think not going outside for a day. I have to go outside. Sure. I have to run or gym or doing something. So in my mind, I told, let me see if I can go, not go outside for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And then, in few hours, I told myself, okay, let me try four days. Why four days? Uh, because I do remember the longest I haven't been outside my room was in grade 11 when I have some uh, serious mums mm-hmm. because of some, um, then, okay, four days will be good. Let me see how I feel. And I was pretty sure I will feel miserable. Mm-hmm. We're not going outside. So, so I stayed one day, second day, third day passed. And I didn't feel that bad. And okay, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Then look, can I do four days? Five day. So, of course, the routine is, is a little different, you know. And as far as my work is concerned, you know, I can still do the work, like teaching and this thing. I teach in the past. I have taught uh, a lot of times online. So, I teach online. My students, I have access to them. So, it's not like, you know, I have to go yeah. outdoors. I can do. So, I was doing pretty much everything except stuff like I was not running or you know, walking or going to gym or yoga. But most of the stuff I can do from my room. So I did four days, five days, and then suddenly my mind setup starts changing. You know, like those ultra marathoning kind of thing. You know, can I do a 50K, then a 15 mile, then a 100 mile, right? Mm-hmm. You know, where some people want to go faster, some people want to go farther, that, you know, whatever. So I started asking myself, right now, it's not that bad. And actually, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, so it's not that uncomfortable. So I started pushing that boundary. So one week, then it become two week, and then I started having that typical ultra mind. Mm-hmm. Can I go farther? And mm-hmm. how would I feel? I I couldn't even in the past. I couldn't believe I can stay three days or four days without going outside. Now it is like two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. And still I'm functioning pretty well. I'm not missing running. If I start thinking about running. I start missing it. You know, like if I think, oh, you know what? Okay, I, if I don't run one day, I'm missing like 10, 12 miles. Typically, I run 12, 15, 13 miles every day. Uh, in the weekend, I was running 20 to 25 miles every weekend. Mm-hmm. So I was running miles a week, um, last couple of months. But then, once, if we can't do that, we feel bad, right? Right. I started asking myself, okay, you know what? My training was going pretty good. I was going to gym. I was feeling like, Pretty good last couple of months. How about if I don't do that? Yeah. How will I mix it? What part of my brain, my body, or but what part of me will start feel it? You know, like why do we miss something? Those kind of stuff I want to experiment. You know, like they, because to me these are also linked. You know, our you know, physical and psychology and physiology and thinking and brain, everything is in mind. Yeah. So I started experimenting, and I started okay. Of course, certain things I am missing it, but what is the meaning of missing? What am I missing if I don't run? 
you know, like, okay, like maybe I will not be able to run a race as well as I thought if it is a race within two months because I'm missing my training for two, three weeks by that time. So, but if I don't perform that well in a race because of my, this miss, you know, missed or missing miles, what will happen? Right. You know, they feel bad. You know, all those things, because we are so linked with those goals and achieving those goals. I have to do this. And if I do this, then I will feel like this. And then you feel certain way. Then the goal change, you know, all those, that's that. I wanted to see just to find those connections. If I don't do this, what will happen? And this is totally something different because, you know, like I haven't stayed for so long in my life indoor. Mm-hmm. So I was uh, kind of experimenting. And yeah, man, that is still going, man. It's still going. Wow. I will say first, first one month, I didn't feel anything. I, I was doing a lot of things which I wouldn't have done otherwise. Because I was like saving at least three to four hours every day. Saving in the sense, since I was not running, mm-hmm. not going to gym, not going to yoga, you know, and all those stuff. I was saving four hours. So I was doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I was able to connect to a lot of people. Good. Like I was connecting between five to 10 people every day wow. and, and it happened, you know, it's, it's a very interesting, like a couple of my friends contacted me, like one of my, one of my friends, Joita, so she contacted and last time I spoke with her was 1993. Wow. At first when I, the phone, I couldn't recognize the voice mm-hmm. and she told Joita a few minutes, uh, a few seconds at least. Then she found my information from our mutual friend somewhere. And, you know, like the, it happened like on three or four of my friends from almost 20 years back, 25 years back, they contacted me. So I think those things are going on because of maybe because of this current situation, coronavirus, and people are trying to connect to people more, ask about them, help each other. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times, you know, we want to do these things. Mm-hmm. But somehow we can't manage either time or manage energy or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, so I told myself since, okay, I am having those extra two, three hours. So I will make it a point that, and I have very set hour. This is the time where I will call these many people. Just, a, just like a routine, like you know, we have a routine for gym, routine for, so I made it a point. Good. So this, those things were not happening when I was running because, you know, like running and gym and work and training and uh, social things were all like the important part. At the end of the day, sometimes we don't have a time to contact a friend whom I haven't talked for five years or contact a relative member whom I haven't talked for, let's say, a month, right? Mm-hmm. I made sure I do those things, uh, which I was doing. Well, that's cool. And there's, there's a, yeah, and there are other things I which I did as well. Again, it, it depends, you know. Ask me a question. Otherwise, I'll keep on blabbering. No. Feel free to ask me a question. No, no. I started a bunch of stuff. which I'm doing a bunch of stuff, which I haven't done. Keep on thinking, uh, which I'm doing those things. So I got myself really more engaged in a way. But everything I'm doing from home. Okay. Um, and, I, and, and I believe we don't have to do a lot. Because I can go inward pretty deep. A lot of things I can do internally, and I don't have to do externally. Yeah. And and that's how I function. So I'm doing that. No, I find that. Really so I let you ask questions. I, try to, uh, no, <laughs> I let you. Uh, I find that really interesting because, um, you know, the name of my podcast is Do Big Things, and you know, we're all like you and I are all about ultra running and doing big things with our life, and uh, you know, checking big things off the bucket list. But you know, I'm sure you've noticed a lot of ultra runners 
have some inner demons and a lot of times they're mm-hmm. running from those inner demons by being outside, being engaged with nature, being engaged with other runners. And the kind of running mm-hmm. takes up a lot of time and a lot of energy, and it keeps those demons at bay. And so mm-hmm. I'm really interested that, uh, you know, you're, you're kind of exploring this. And uh, mm-hmm. I mean, um, so have you been like, have, have you been meditating? Have you been journaling? Have you, I mean, what have you realized throughout this time by yourself? Uh, specifically like for this last seven weeks? Yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 sure. Um, so few, yes, those are very good points. Uh, like few things are a part of my life pretty much every day. It's only a matter of how, how intense or how long I do. Like, you know, like I, the first thing I do in the morning, I wake up. And within five minutes or 10 minutes after I, you know, I go and take a cold shower. So that I do throughout the year. It can be, you know, in January, December. And like, like I just, you know, like as we were speaking earlier, right? Today, I didn't take shower in the morning uh, because I was on phone whole day, phone and video Skype. So I just took a shower, cold shower, because that's the way I feel like energized and this and I do that in the morning just to start something really hard yeah. because it's very hard when you know it is outside negative 30, negative 20 temperature yeah. and taking a cold shower in the morning is I am shivering. Yes. But if I can do that, I shiver for first few seconds within a minute, I feel okay. Mm-hmm. And within two minutes, I can feel warm. Ah. I know I told this to so many of my friends, couple of my friends, they, they don't understand. I told you, yes. It, the cold will, will it, it can literally feel warm, Definitely. but you have to, you have to go in that wavelength. You have to go, you have to, you have to make, you know, this so much, it's all inside. It's all inside. No, I, no, I it's all I in cold showers as well. So again, I'm interested. Right? Yeah, I do it. Now, okay. I don't know how long you tell take me, cold me. showers. Usually I only do it for a couple minutes or so, but I, I also go in uh, cold Alpine lakes as well. Uh, so like if I'm wow. hiking up in the mountains, I'll get in some cold water right. up there as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, so, t- so tell, tell me one minute. Why do you do, and what 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 benefit do you see? Well, it it's uh, really healthy for you, and it uh, it engages your um, your uh, um, endocrine system, and it, it helps okay. uh, with things like this virus and the coronavirus. It actually helps to fight things like that off. But um, okay. So I came across this guy named Wim Hof. I'm guessing you've heard of him too. Okay. I, I I practice his breathing yes. for uh, two years now. I'm practicing. I'm trying. Nice. Yes, he he has done some crazy stuff. You know, going on the Himalaya in wearing the kind of almost nothing and he's staying under the ice cold or ice water for that long. Yeah. Yes. We, so, of course, he's one of the person I also follow pretty closely. Cool. And so okay, very cool. Okay. No. So, um, so okay. when I first discovered Wim Hof. And this is kind of embarrassing, mm-hmm. but I had this sty on my eye that I couldn't get rid of. Okay. And, you know, it was kind of yeah. embarrassing. I'm going to work and everything. And I have this sty that I felt like everyone's kind of staring at whenever I talk to someone. And I feel like they're looking at it. And I tried over-the-counter medications and a few different things that just weren't working. And I was like one step away from going to a doctor to get rid of this thing. And this was right around the time mm-hmm. I discovered Wim Hof. And so I started doing his breathing mm-hmm. techniques and I started taking cold showers and getting in really okay. cold water out here. And within two days, the sty went away completely. Wow. And I just thought wow. if that is happening on the outside of my body, what's going on on the inside of my body that 
that could also mm-hmm. benefit. So, okay. I mean, that's all it took to sell me. And ever since then, I've been taking cold showers and I've been doing deep breathing, holotropic breathing uh, sessions. Okay. And it's been sure. just hugely beneficial in feeling more relaxed and feeling more healthy. And, you know, I rarely get sick and it just mm-hmm. helps me in a multitude of ways. Awesome. Awesome. That's that great to hear that. Means, you know, I, I know quite a few people who does this thing, but I know them through social media or, you know, interview and podcast, but I don't know too many people in real life whom I know like you are, like you, I know you, so it's good to know that you are doing it and you are f- seeing the benefit and you're feeling it. Mm-hmm. And I exactly for me, like, it's amazing. You know, certain things I know, like that is like, first of all, just starting, like when it's warm outside, it's not that hard to, you know, take a cold shower. But when it's negative 20 outside in Colorado, like where you are or in Milwaukee, just just doing that in the morning, it just put in a different mental state for me. I already start like like a, like winning that day. It just, I feel like mm-hmm. I, I can just, I can do anything in the whole day. I don't know why I feel like that. So it's, it's a very weird feeling. Like I, I'm shivering, like sometimes I'm shivering and standing. But I'm looking forward to it. I know once it is done, I give treat to myself mm-hmm. after that five minutes. And my treat is you know what? Just putting a cloth. Once I put a cloth, it just feels so warm. And that to me is a big treat. I just like it. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, even if I have a light comforter or just say in the, in the weekend, let's say I put a light comforter or a jacket and it feels so good. Yeah. And it's a big treat. You know, like those little things, mm-hmm. like, you know, makes a big difference to me mm. and so that's how i start then after that i put on after i meditate so easily in the weekdays i meditate between 15 20 minutes mm-hmm. but right now i'm trying to meditate for an hour oh wow that's a long time. Uh, 45 minutes an hour yeah. so again i don't know that's again as i was telling you earlier so i started meditation in ramkrishna mission where i you know, i was like a uh, I went to mission where it's almost like a monk, monk style, like a monk style life, like a, almost like a monk lifestyle. <laughs> how long? So, five, I mean, I I was there for five years. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's an educational system. I don't know if you get a chance Google or YouTube Ramkrishna Mission. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so there I started this meditation. But that time I didn't understand, you know, the value and the, so I was doing because we are supposed to do and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Even now, I think I got better, but still, I think it's a long way to go. I still, I don't think I can meditate well, but again, it's like a trying, trying So someday, you know, I feel I can be very calm for one hour. Someday my mind is hard to, you know, concentrate or, you know, stay calm for even 10 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. But it just keeps doing. So during these seven weeks, I'm trying to do between 45 minutes to an hour in the morning, a little longer than usually. So that's a good thing. Another big difference in terms of like after that, after my you know, shower and meditation, all these things, I try to do my work mm-hmm. and do some work, which is a lot of like research and reading and teaching and till like noon. So around like 11, 11.30, 12, that's when I make a couple of phone calls, mm-hmm. maybe half an hour, one hour. I make phone call. It's like a lunchtime here, but that's when it is like a night <laughs> in India. Oh, okay. That's when I talk to my parents or relatives or some people there. Sure. Like today was the weekend. So, you know, 
I talked to a friend of mine, and he's my oldest friend. We are we are basically friends for from grade two. So we talked for like almost ninety minutes over video skyping. We caught up and see and talk to each other. So weekends we do this more. Mm-hmm. But in the weekends, in the and so I have that half an hour to forty five minutes where I talk every day with a couple of people, especially in India because of the time difference. Mm-hmm. Um, then again. I do my work. This is when I turn my phone on. Okay, one more thing is I turn my phone off. Yeah. When I go to bed, mm-hmm. my phone is off. Usually I turn my phone off by 8, 9 p.m. Okay. And I don't turn the phone off till next day when I want to call my parents. So my phone is off most of the time, half of the day. Okay. Because unless I work on my inner thing, like inner, like whole, you know, inner part, like all inner energy and, you know, it can be meditation and reading and reflecting and journaling. You mentioned journaling. So I also do a couple of things about, I have some short routine of journaling. I'm still not good, but I try to do it every day. I journal in the morning and night. Mm, nice. A little bit. Uh, so in the morning, I try to, again, it, 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 I might go too long. So again, I don't know how, <laughs> again, uh, in the morning, I write a couple of sentences of what I think I did, the main thing yesterday. And I, what I want to, like how I am feeling today, what I want to do today. Like, you know, just whatever I'm thinking, how I'm feeling right now in the morning. Mm-hmm. And how I felt about yesterday, this one thing. And also I make a note of the dreams. Because a lot of times we have dreams, right? Yeah. And some dreams we forget. And some dreams we, we don't forget. So I also, I read. I don't understand that well. But I'm trying to understand for the last 20 plus years. Uh, Sigmund Freud, Carl Jung, mm-hmm. you know, okay. Nietzsche, Nietzsche. Uh, they have a lot of work on dream and, and this thing and so I try to because there is a there's there a very scientific that's what you know mm-hmm. dream science is saying mm-hmm. <laughs> so I try to write those things in first 10 15 minutes 20 minutes before I start my work then I do my work for three four hours then I take a break where I call my uh, parents or relatives back in India or friend and then again I go back to work by 1 1 30 uh, you know uh, p.m. our time mm-hmm. Uh, again, uh, for next four or five hours, I am just, you know, reading and my work. My work is basically all either book or computer. Those two are my work. Yeah. So basically a lot of research, reading and thinking. Mm-hmm. So other than work, what I am trying to do lately is a lot of thinking and um, retrospection in the, in the evening. Because you know, usually the time when I go to gym, so I'm not going to gym. Mm-hmm. And I don't watch TV as such, even though I have TV and everything. I mean, I'm wasting money paying for Netflix and all these things. But I don't watch TV. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the entire evening, I am thinking. Okay. Thinking and retrospecting and writing and reading. And most, a lot of those re- readings are associated with uh, like self-development, a lot of philosophical things, spiritual stuff, and a lot of various things. Uh, you know, like to me, these are all, as I was m- mentioning earlier, these are all linked, like, you know, physical health, mental health, emotional health, spiritual, they are so linked, interlinked, and I can feel it. I can feel it. Yeah. That's why I read and, you know, read, and also listen to other podcasts, other interviews, you know, what people are, you know, I read a lot of people's lives, their memoirs, their biography, what they are doing, why they are like this, you know, mm-hmm. like one thing which made me do, like right now, this is my, what, 50th day, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I did plan to do this thing and so long but again when i start thinking you know like let's say if you think lord like malcolm x right mm-hmm. malcolm x nelson mandela they you know or you know they have spent so many years so long in the prison yeah so 
what happened how did they use that as more empowering you know like think those things and then i feeling like 2 3 5 weeks is nothing you know yeah. nelson mandela spent so many years right? right and it's all about how productively we can use it yeah and i'm trying my best again i you know like hey you know a lot of things are happening which is very unfortunate right now so i'll i'll say this is hap- it's not good for many people but i will say and i believe that i am very fortunate that this is happening to me and mm. uh, whenever i see this kind of thing where there is a problem or this i feel i am so fortunate mm. like when i have that accident you know i have you know like injury so i say those are my like those are the those are the main things which you know which defines us which makes us grow those problem this challenge because we don't grow in comfort zone that's true so whenever i see and one thing is you know telling and one thing is believing and doing and like basically being and i i i believe it and that's why i feel like right now what is happening it's amazing thing is happening but yes it might sound weird the way i'm saying it when it's amazing we just used to think in that way because in a lot of things will happen in life we cannot control like this is very unfortunate but again it boils down to again i don't know if you are into uh, you might be into uh, stoicism yes you know like marcus aurelius said you know mm-hmm. if we cannot just a lot of things will happen external world it's not it's everything is like how we react to it right mm-hmm. how we how we react to it and keep evolving no that's interesting uh, i mean to find some sort of enlightenment you have to spend a lot yeah. of time by yourself and to, you have to go inward deep 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 into yourself and face all your problems face all your demons I mean I think of yeah. I think of the monks sitting in caves for years and years at a time and yeah. those are the guys that are enlightened right Exactly and like, like like you mentioned you know like demons like sometimes like I a couple of people ask me like you know like uh, one of my friend uh in a podcast interview I think last year mm-hmm. asked me same question mm-hmm. you know why did I start running yeah. and so yeah I think on top of my head I know two specific reasons and those reasons i tell people these are the reasons but then i have to go even deeper is that the real reason right you know a lot of times we tell this is the reason because it is easier to tell this is it, it makes sense mm-hmm. somehow mm-hmm. uh but then there is there is way you know it's like onions you know like we we have to peel those layers yeah, well, well, so once you start really asking because it all goes back in you know, it's all like what i am doing now is also related to maybe what i have done 30 years back mm-hmm. maybe a lot of things in my childhood or you know my upbringing is affecting me the way what i do or think right now it will have, it's like everything is so linked so to me for that kind of uh, to really think understand introspect one have to stay at least for me i feel like i have to stay by myself yeah and uh, i and and to me you know like there's a big difference like i like being alone a lot like a lot of people who knows me they think because i i have a, again i have a different hat like i like partying you know i i like partying i like you know i used to drink a lot and some of my friends know i used to drink a lot and party whole night you know i like those kind of things social thing i am very people person mm-hmm. at the same time i like being myself a lot yeah. like just being by myself alone mm-hmm. and there's a big difference being alone and being lonely true yeah. to me um i don't feel lonely and that's why i like staying by myself maybe that's why i still didn't get married or you know but that's a different issue but 
I can think when I'm by myself. Definitely. Uh, well, so cool. this time, I think it's giving me a little bit more time to just uh, do stuff in a little different way. Because a lot of times when we are tired, when you are running and going to gym, we are tired, we are falling asleep and doing our normal stuff, which is good, which is great. I like it. I, you know, I do those things. But just staying in a room, it, it is different. Mm -hmm. It is way easier than I thought. Just let me put it this way. It's way, way easier than I thought. Mm -hmm. Like some people ask me, how oh, it is 100 miles. And okay, it's hard. But again, you know, there are people who are running 1,000 miles, right? So it's not that hard. If you want, why not? It's, it's a different question. Why you want to do certain thing? But it's not, it's all in the mind. It's all in mind. Yes. So I just stayed 50 days. And to me, it is very simple. But I couldn't have thought that. I used to think that three days is harder, right? So again, we have to go through certain process uh, in everything to really understand, you know, what is our limit or a boundary or, you know, what is hard or what is, you know, hard or easy, bad, good, all those things we tell ourselves. There is, again, Marcus Aurelius said, like, there's nothing called bad or good. There's nothing called, you know, like hard or easy, nothing called dark or, you know, bright. It's all a matter of perspective. So for you, you know, like 100 miles is very easy, right? Because you have done so many. For some people, they can't even think of right. that. The exact same thing, you know, same thing for everything. Like I do fasting. I still like today is what? Right now it is uh, here 720. I didn't eat whole day. I don't feel, I don't feel, I, mean, I, I eat once a day. So <laughs> again, it become very easy for me. I eat once a day and a lot of times I have done two day fasting, three day fasting, five day fasting, and it is not hard. And it's like, again, there are different reasons, you know, for we do it. But to me, I don't feel like eating. Like, you know, like at one point I was eating four times a day, five times a day, you know, lunch and breakfast and these and snacks. I was doing whole day a few years back, then three times a day, right? And right now, to me, it doesn't make sense. I, it, like, I have to really force myself to eat. But I start craving food in the evening. Maybe soon, maybe in an hour, I'll start eating food. Yeah. After, I eat, I, after I eat, I might want to eat something sweet because I like those stuff. Okay, it's not that good for health, but still I like It's all about habit. It's all about habit. And, you know, um, it's okay. Man. I mean, I will ask you more some, question. No, <laughs> no, I think that's interesting. I mean, some people go to therapy for years and years and years to do what I think you're probably accomplishing in, you know, these 50 days. And I think that it's important to, to spend time by yourself. And uh, I'm proud of you, man. What you're doing is really cool, I think. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I am proud of myself. I, you know, I think that is very important. You know, like when you wake up, you just have to, like you asked me the question, you know, like being like, you know, like, okay, how are you asked me, like how, how I'm doing? I know I'm alive, but being alive and feeling alive, I think is different. Definitely. So, so we are alive, but are you really feeling alive? Yeah. So when you start feeling that, it's very empowering. Like right now, like, like someday really, like today, I don't know why I'm talking whole day today. <laughs> but I just feel good, you know, I, because I talked to some of my friends after you know, like a long time, you know, and today I'm talking with you. We are planning for this for so long, which didn't happen. And everything, you know, that feel good factor, I think that's very important. And that nobody can give that. So one have to realize, yes, people can guide you. Okay, you know what, okay, say, you know what, okay, you should do this, you should meditate, you should think, introspect, right, journal, fast, this. But again, that is working for me. It may not work for other people. Uh, I think uh, most of the time it can work, but people have to have faith. 
that, okay, I have to go through this process. So I might see a change. I may not. But one, like right now, the way I'm feeling, I didn't know how I feel, you know, 50 days back. But I'm feeling amazing. I'm feeling very good. I don't, you know, it's like amazing. So yes, as you are saying proud, I'm also proud of myself. So yeah. I say that. Yeah. But I am pretty proud. And I'm just proud that... Um, people like yourself are also doing this stuff. It's not only me, right? There are many people who are doing this. They're doing a lot of other things, fascinating things. Mm-hmm. And I think we're just trying to help each other in this way, you know? Um, it's all about the journey. Yeah. And everybody's journey is different, but... Man, exactly. It's really cool, man. are so... Goals. I, mean, I, that, that, I That was me, whole life, you know, like starting from kindergarten. My goal was, okay, to be the best in the class, get the highest score. If I get 99 in a math exam, I, I cried. I do remember. And I cried, okay, like 99, you know, I didn't get a hundred, you know, I have to get the highest score, best in the school. You know, I have record marks in masters. I just, I don't have to tell this thing, but we are all goal oriented. It's, you know, it, it, that was me for all this. But at the end, after so many years, I realized it's all in the journey. It's all in the journey. But they're just saying that destination, you know, like, you know, the journey is the destination. And I started believing it. I started believing it. And more so, I think maybe after my accident and, you know, accident and injury, I couldn't train because I was so focused on Western states. We'll talk about that later, you know, mm-hmm. you know, but right now, yes, every day doing what you can use today, because I really don't know. I, I was just talking to one of my friend, Tony, uh, like an hour ago. He told, you know, okay, I want to do this thing, but today I'll not do, I'm going to enjoy the day and that's great. I'll do it tomorrow. I told, you don't know, you'll wake up tomorrow or not. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to. Make you feel bad, of course, enjoy the day. But that's the way I, you know, uh, before I go to bed, why I talk to my mom or dad for a minute. Because I have no guarantee that I'll wake up tomorrow morning. True. Since I'm healthy, I think there's a high chance I'll wake up, I will wake up, there's a high chance. But there's no guarantee. We take, you know, we take everything for granted. And lately, I try my best, you know, just to use this day to the fullest, you know, whatever I can. Um, and just when I go to bed, and I will fall asleep right away because I feel like, uh, okay, I did everything what I planned today. So I, I don't, I can go to bed. You can sleep well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool, man. Well, you mentioned uh, living like the monastic life for, for five years. I'm, I'm curious. Um, did you live in an actual monastery? No, it's not like a monastery. It's like, it's a, it's called Ramakrishna mission. So basically we are studying there. We are studying. Okay. So basically I did my 11, 12 and undergraduate first year, second year, third year, five years I was there. Is very, very hard to get in. It's like, it is very hard. They take only 60 students or 50 students out of like several thousands. It's very hard to get in. But the lifestyle is very different in a sense, you know, you, it's everything is like a bell. Like they will put a bell. You wake up at, I think, four o'clock in the morning. You have 10 minutes. Within that, you, you know, get yourself ready. Within, I think, 4.30, you go to the prayer, prayer hall. Mm -hmm. And they are like every so every building have like 70, 80 students. So every like there are five buildings for five different year. Every building, every building like a temple. On the top floor, you go there and then we pray. Pray. So you have we pray for an hour, like different chanting and praying. After that, you have time for meditation. And then from six to six twenty-five is uh, breakfast time. Six twenty-five to nine o'clock is your study time. Nine to nine twenty-five is uh, our lunch, basically that's our lunch, early lunch, you know, whatever you call, 
uh, lunch. So everything is like very like to the minute. It's all like routine, everything. So starting from classes and then in the morning we have prayer. We have evening prayer. We have exact time for lunch, exact for dinner, exact so many times. So we have to spend, we have to choose a sport. We have to, you have to play the sport. So everything till that 11 p.m., there will be a bell. All the lights are off. Like there will be no light in the, you know, everything is dark. Mm -hmm. Then you go to bed. And then again, bell in the morning and you wake up at four o'clock. And that lifestyle and the same thing with, you know, like the education system is, is very, it's like right now that university, that uh, institution become university by itself. If you get a chance, it's called Ramakrishna Mission. Ramakrishna Mission. Is this in uh, India or where is this at? It's in India. Okay. It's in India. Mm -hmm. If you have a pen and pencil, mm -hmm. I will say, write this thing. Okay. Uh, this Ramakrishna Mission. Ramakrishna. And also, yeah, R-A-M. A Rama mm -hmm. K R I S H N A Ramakrishna Mission. So I'm guessing huh? this is based on um, uh, the Bhagavad Gita and Hinduism. Basically, have you heard of uh, yes and no? Have you heard of Swami Vivekananda? Yes. <laughs> huh? Yes, I have. What do you know about him? Uh, very little. I've just seen some of his videos on YouTube. Okay, okay. So, so I'm just smiling because, you know, like I think a couple of weeks back or three, no, a month back, uh, Donald Trump went there, right? Okay. Uh, in India. And basically he stayed. He spent the night at the institution where I, this, I told you, right? Five years I was in the institution. That's where he spent the night. And, and the next day morning, he, in his speech, I think this is in YouTube. If you get a chance, watch that. Okay. <laughs> I feel sorry, bad to say this in you know, here, but he, he just tried to mention about Swami Vivekananda and the way he pronounced his name, Swami Vivekamandu, Mandu, Mandu, and it's like, it was so hilarious. The, he just butchered his name. <laughs> but anyhow, so Swami Vivekananda is a Hindu. Again, he came to Chicago for giving his talk and he, you know, he... The world know him from that speech. He started the speech, uh, Sisters and Brothers of America. Okay. And I will say again, if you get a chance, YouTube him, YouTube him. So basically he is the one who, he is the founder of that institution, okay. uh, Ramakrishna Mission. Mm -hmm. The Ramakrishna was his guru. Okay. And then his uh, goal or ideology or, you know, was to just to create man, man making machine, not only education, because education literacy is a very small part. But overall, so yes, anyhow, so that's where I went. Um, and so if you think of Bhagavad Gita, we, it's more of a, yeah, then I don't know how much in, you are into how religious you are. I'm like, I am a Hindu by birth, mm -hmm. but I'm not religious. Okay. Yeah. So I went to Christian school. Catholic school okay. from kindergarten till grade 10. Okay. okay. <laughs> so I went to St. Thomas Church School from kindergarten you know, till grade 10. And then my parents wanted to see the other side, you know, mm -hmm. like go to a totally different setup, which is very different, very strict and different. And that's when I got into this. So you can relate to, so to me, Hinduism is not a, not a religion to me. So of course, Bhagavad Gita, or there are so many gods we say, they are all, you know, Hindu gods, mm -hmm. but to me, everybody is Hindu. Like I'm a Hindu, you are a Hindu, everybody is Hindu. That's the way I see. To me, that is Hinduism. Okay. Uh, that's why I mentioned I'm not religious. You know, I don't follow any of those dogmas. You know, mm -hmm. but I'm very spiritual. I'm very spiritual. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can agree. I can so, uh, um, 
Yeah. And, you know, like, again, uh, yeah, I mean, I can talk about a lot of things. I mean, Vivekananda have nine volumes, his work, and he have hundreds of videos and work and books, in, you know, out there. Uh, if you're interested, I can tell you a few more names. You can do your own research. It's like it takes a lifetime to understand him. We might not understand him even. Well, that's cool, yeah. man. But anyhow, yeah. so I'd like to ask your next question. No, no. They'll good. keep on blabbering like so, this. Um, yeah. I think it came from teaching. Since I teach, so it's basically I just have that thing, just keep on oh, talking, that's, that's that given like lecture that's kind. <laughs> nope, I appreciate so, it, so, I mean, tell me about your background. I know... If I if I remember right, you were born in Calcutta, Calcutta. Is that how you say it? Okay. okay. Yes. And yes. How long yeah, did you yeah, live yeah, there? Yeah. And my, yeah, tell me your background. My, okay, I am. Uh, my my birthplace is in a in a town called Navadip. <laughs> Navadip. Again, that is a very religious place. So that's a. But again, that's where I was born. But then my parents and everything, yes, we, we spend uh, till almost like my master's in Calcutta. So I went to, so, so my, I went for first one year, I no first one year I was in St. Joseph convent. And then three years, grade, I forgot, even three years, I went to a small uh, school, Christian school called Tiny Tots, from grade two through grade 10, I was in called St. Thomas Church School. I say passed ICAC, and I did my schooling there. And again, you know, Adam, feel free to interrupt anywhere you want if you have any question. Otherwise, no, I'll please, keep on blabbering. It's just I don't know what you want to know. Um, so till grade 10, and my, yeah, so me and my brother, so both went there, you know, to uh, St. Thomas, did my till grade 10, and then I went to mission and I spent there five years and I was very fortunate. I'm grateful. I would say those five years might, if I have to choose, which I don't want to choose, it's hard to say because every phase is different a lot of time. But when I get it, since I am reflecting way more now than I used to before, uh, when I say now, doesn't mean like last uh, 50 days, I'm saying last 15 years. Because when I was younger, we are always moving, like doing every day, every day doing stuff. Like every day we are doing like, and the, the lifestyle is different there. The culture is different. So I was very focused on like study throughout my life. So my best friend is books. I like reading and studying and learning. Again, to me, from childhood. So my parents still tell me, you know, like we never have to tell you and your brother to study because me and my brother used to study till 12 night, yeah. 1 a.m. from grade one. Nobody told us because nobody told us. For me, mm-hmm. I want to read everything out there. If there's two textbooks, if there's five other books in the market, I will read it. It's just whatever I get. So I have that in me. So, so, what is, so that's why I just kept on reading and reading and learning whatever I can. Uh, but then in grade 10, uh, after grade 10, I got an opportunity to go to mission. That was different environment, uh, atmosphere, which was a little hard at the beginning because of the lifestyle was very strict, all routine. But a few months, I started liking it. And I think those five years are wow. the golden period of my life. I Means I wish, literally, I wish I can go back. It's just... Literally, every day I feel like, oh man, this is a golden period. And I didn't realize our principal Maharaj, we say Maharaj, mm-hmm. because they're like all like monks. They're all educated. All the 
principal and all the you know whole super, super supervisor pretty much most of them are phd holder and you know from good universities and but they are all monks you know they all they stay there they are all monks so that time i didn't understand they used to say that now you don't understand but right now you want you guys wanted to do a lot of things which you can't do here you know uh, but later you will think that this life you will know the value and i do understand and i do understand right oh. now i wish i can go back uh so yeah so there i spent 5 years so i did um undergraduate my i did like economics honors so and minor in political science and mathematics i love uh, economics maths i don't like that much political science but you know but then after that i went i did my masters from university of calcutta i, do, I don't know if you are familiar with university no, of calcutta uh, university right yeah it's a uh, it might be the one yeah. of the oldest uh, university in the country um yes and it's a pretty big university i'm very proud to say that i am from that university and yeah and i don't know if you have heard do you know again i don't expect you to know but uh, rabindranath tagore the first nobel laureate from uh, india so he and pretty much i think most of the seven nobel laureates they most of them were associated with calcutta university somehow so anyway i did my masters there uh, it took two years for the masters uh, specialized in econometrics and statistics that was also a great time there and then i uh, i did my mphil from jadavpur university and after that i worked few years i worked okay. for three and a half years uh, in different areas i worked for in computer kind of you know the software mm-hmm. development field for some time then i was teaching i taught in uh, university okay i mean college not university college but there is the colleges come on the university so and i was very very lucky and fortunate and i feel blessed and grateful that i got a chance to teach at ramkrishna mission where i was student few years back <laughs> so because my result was very good in masters so they invited me if i would like to teach there so i taught for i think one and a half or two years i forgot anyhow so then i by the time i wanted to explore more by more means i thought okay i would like to see other countries i would like to know other cultures i and i know in us europe the infrastructure is better in terms of not only material infrastructure the knowledge you know the way they are disseminated the, you know the let's say the research is very good so i thought okay i would like to come here so i took my exams you know all the necessary exams i came here for phd so and then yeah so i spent quite a few years in the phd and then i am teaching for quite a few years now and yeah i mean so i taught at couple of different universities here and what else so basically our life is academy as a academic just research teaching student and that was a little homogeneous group which is great i like those stuff uh, but you know all the people whom i am meeting are all academics mainly what happened after i started running that's a very big difference i started meeting oh, people from all walks of life 
So there are, there are many like academics. In fact, one of the academics have a big role. Uh, uh, if you ask me, you know, why you started running? This is one of it's so one of the academician. You have a big role there. Uh, so yeah, I met many people, you know, the academics, doctors, lawyers, or plumbers, or you know, or you know, like you know, works in a grocery store, and or you know, all all kind, and that very heterogeneous. And I said, well, so I got a chance to meet many people, uh, which I didn't have, you know, uh, when I was just, just teaching. And um, yeah, and I started running in 2012. And, yeah, I'm waiting for your next question. So Again, how I can. You when you moved to the U.S., um, I I moved here in 2004, so I was like third, third, okay, thirty. Now I am 42. So yeah, I I am I think I am 29 or 30. I 28. Maybe 20. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, no less than that. Okay. I am I'm 27. 27. I think I was 27. Yeah, yeah. I finished my master's first. My, uh, I have a couple of masters. So I finished my first master's when I was 22 years old. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I was 27 when I came here. Yes, yes. How long, um, yeah. how long before yeah. you started running once you moved to the U.S.? Uh, so I moved to U.S. at the end of 2004. I started okay. running 2012. 16th of January 2012. That's the my first official running for the and sake of running. I know you sort running. of mentioned yes. it, but um, <laughs> I know you you mentioned that you you know you met a lot of different people along your journey while you were running. But why did you pick running? Like, what attracted you to the idea of of running these super long distances? Not only super long distances, just running doesn't make sense to me. It, <laughs> it is. seems so it stupid. stupid. <laughs> to, some extent, to some extent, I still think, you know, <laughs> I, I, I still think it is stupid. <laughs> right now, mm-hmm. since right now, you know, especially right now. So I was telling one of my friends uh, yesterday, or yesterday, that, you know, she was telling, oh, you should come and you start running and, you know, uh, and join us. So I was telling right now, I'll have a hard time to convince myself to run again. Because right now, since I'm in a different mind frame, you know, mindset up and doing different things, mm-hmm. um, not physical mm-hmm. or like mostly mental. And yeah, I, it's, it's not making sense suddenly. Why do people run? And yes, going back to your so question, back, it didn't make sense to me. Okay, let me, so yeah. let, let me take a couple of steps back. Okay. Um, so again, it might, You'll see the you'll see the link. Like every year, I start doing something like which okay. doing something which I don't want to do, which is out of my comfort zone. And I, I every I used to start in the first of uh, January, but after I moved to US after I think first year, I changed the date okay. from first January to sixteenth January. Because thirty first of night we were going out and you know partying and drinking and pretty much I was wasted on the on first of January half of the days I'm wasted, so my plan was not going like that. So I changed from first Fair to sixteen January. And so and why sixteenth is because that's my dad my parents marriage anniversary. So what I do that day, so that is a kind of gift to them because again, whatever I do right now, as I was talking earlier, whatever I do or whoever I am, 
it's all a big part is because of my parents means their life and they did everything for me whatever i am is because of my parents everything 99% mm-hmm. it's like all because of their what they have done they saw the seed yeah. of time it's all because of them so so 16th of january i start doing something which out of my comfort zone so that year i didn't plan but for some time i think almost for a year or two years whenever i used to be on the leg front there is a place called a collectivo coffee shop very popular i used to sit there have coffee with my friends and these i used to see people running and sometimes two three people running somebody by, just by oneself you know it didn't make sense like where are they going and why are they running why are they running all the time sometimes i have seen some, same person running yeah. didn't make sense to me and then in my where i you know at university of wisconsin milwaukee our then chancellor michael lovell so i was working under him for some time and i get to know him little bit and i found i i knew i heard that he runs then i heard that he runs marathon he have ran lot of marathons and he's very busy person i so i still don't understand a busy person like him is a chancellor but still he manages to go to the gym and run so many marathons every year do the triathlon so there might be something and then i heard okay i even didn't know okay i know marathon is a long distance yeah. i didn't know exactly what is the distance so that's when i first know okay marathon is 26.2 miles that's a long distance and okay i will do it someday but again that day didn't come you know because it's not of my comfort zone right i don't like running it's just okay, i used to play soccer and i you know when i was young i played years of soccer when i was young i used to i i, I have done sports pretty seriously sports mean just sprinting 100 and 200 meter i should like sprinting just 100 meter but not long so somehow i think i told myself okay this year i'm going to start running to see what is you know what is that just to so 16th of january on a wednesday evening i met with couple of people two or three people and one of them name is ina i didn't know her that's the first time i met her and somehow i think we met through facebook or something i forgot and then and me her and two or three other people met there and i started running i have no idea what is mm-hmm. called pace or something so we just decided okay we'll run till that point so so we ended up running like out and back okay. like two miles out and two miles back and it was pretty long right now i think it's not it's pretty long but for a first time run but i was you know even i was not a runner i was decent shaped throughout my life because i i have played uh different sports pretty seriously at a very pretty serious level uh like ping pong badminton and you know i played racquetball pretty seriously and soccer pretty seriously for some time so i was i was in a, i was in a good shape right. but not like just for run you know the like run so that's the first time i ran and i felt horrible at the middle i at the middle of the run i felt little i threw up because i think i was trying to run with uh, sure. somebody else who was a little faster than me and and i don't know what is the pace and i started very fast and then within like few minutes i was like half of the, you know i don't know how to run that long i felt bad and okay somehow i know okay i was tired then i even then i think one or two days i didn't run but next day i was very sore and two days later or three days later i ran again same route a uh, couple of times i think i for next two three weeks i ran the same route and i was not feeling anything good it's almost same 
But suddenly, I think third week, I ran like uh, six mm-hmm. miles, and somehow I felt good. And so I don't know that feel good factor. Is it like something improved, or you know, like I just did something different? You know, like when you do something different and thinking that that yeah. that mental aspect also plays a big role. So just six miles, I felt good, and okay, can I do maybe seven miles? So one day I did seven miles. I think I think next week or some, one of I do remember one Saturday morning. I did a uh, ten mile, and I felt very good. I felt very good, and right now I don't know how I felt. Maybe I walked in the middle. I don't remember, but I do know I was running with one of my friend Brian Delos, and we did seven, uh, ten miles, and I came back to Collective. I felt very good, and the same day, I think later in the evening, I put this in the Facebook, and I felt, and then I see a lot of response and this and that, you know, and those are like right now. I feel like. Those are like those social, you know, the social uh, validation. So right now, to be honest, I don't care about those things. But that time, maybe yeah. it made a difference, you know, the way I think. Maybe. So anyhow, it made me feel better about myself. Okay, I did. You know, people are, you know, saying congrats and this, good job. You know, so it was my long run, uh, longest run till then. And I think same night or next day, I felt, okay, maybe I can do a half marathon. By the time I heard, okay, there are some half marathons around. So I think within a day or two, I signed up for my first half marathon. And I did my first yeah, half, the marathon first half marathon go. on, that was, I believe, on first. That was good. That was good. And if you see the picture of my first marathon, half marathon, I didn't have a running shoe. I don't have a running yeah. shorts. I am wearing a pajama kind of thing, like whole pajama, because that's how yeah, I was yeah. running. I was not a runner. Now, I'm still not a runner. I feel like I still dabble in running. Maybe I improve a little bit. But... I, I am wearing a full thing and wearing like three or four layers because it was March and I don't know what to wear. Uh, but it, it felt good. It Overall, it felt good because I was, I think I ran and I stopped, ran and walked. And then at one point, one of my friends, I was running with her. I, I do remember. Uh, she is, her name is Anna, Anna Ull. So this was both of our, because she used to run with me. We used to train together, kind of. I'm using the train. And both of us convinced each other to sign up for the, our first half marathon. So we ran together. At some point, I think she had to stop for restrooms. I also stopped and waited for like five minutes or something. Yeah. But I didn't know what is the meaning of racing. So I just, okay, I just had to finish. That's my only goal. So I, you know, I stopped. I see water. I stopped and drink. And again, you know, just, you know, just jog, run, walk, stop. And I finished and I felt very good. I was not in a pain because, because I, maybe I didn't push hard. I don't know. But I felt great overall because I got my first medal. I thought, wow, I got a medal and I have a babe. And then people are cheering. I just felt like an official runner. And so it gave me, I felt different. I felt very happy. Uh, next day I was very sore. Next day I was very, very sore. Because the longest I ever ran, you know, I couldn't go downstairs. I literally couldn't go downstairs. I was very, very sore. And yeah, I think I was more sore than I am right now 100, after a 100 mile race. I feel less sore than wow. that was, you know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That was From my there, first I'm half marathon. You graduated on a marathon. Yeah, still, and then yeah. probably like most people, you went to my, a 50K after that, or, or how did it progress for you? Okay, after, okay. So you can already see, you, you might see the, <laughs> my oh, crazy okay. mind. So, so I did my second did half, half marathon, marathon next weekend. weekend. You decided to do another half marathon the next weekend. Okay. <laughs> April. 
Yes, I'm already sold. I'm already, you can see the next, I can next couple, I'm already sold. But so by that time, I already, you know, met few people. I think I have, you know, seven, eight friends with whom I run from Collectivo on the weekend. And some people told me, I think there is a yeah. race, you know, this called South Shore Half. My first half marathon was okay. Trailbreaker yeah. Half Marathon. Yeah. I don't know if, I don't know if you're familiar because you are, you know, you might have heard this name. Yeah. So there's, and the second weekend, okay. again, you oh, might have nice. heard is, I still like that race. It's called uh, the South Shore Half. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's by Badger Striders. It's one of my favorite, you know, running club. Uh, so it's, it's um, yeah. It's, so some people told there's a race next weekend, and, but I am tired. I'm sore, but it's okay. I can do it. Why not? I told her I'll walk if I need to. Mm-hmm. So somehow I think my soreness it become a little better within six, seven days. So I signed up for that race and signed up and a bunch of my other friends also signed up in that one. So now instead of just two of us, like, you know, first one, me and Anna ran. So this one was like, I think seven, eight, 10 people ran whom I know. So I finished and I finished, I think five, six minutes faster than my first race. (laughs) This was a super slow. My first race was, I think just two hour, few seconds, two hour, 30 seconds or something. I'm very proud of that. <laughs> and the second one okay. was, I think, 154 or something like that. 155, I forgot. Uh, okay. I just feel okay. In one day, I can improve. You know, like this weird, stupid mindset, right? Stupid mindset. You right. know, I can improve. Maybe I should run every, you know, more often or, you know, like that kind of, you know. <laughs> Anyhow, so I didn't run. Don't worry. I didn't run the weekend after that as well. <laughs> but, Yeah. But in the meantime, I was running after my soreness was a little better. I was running here and there a little bit. And then somehow, I think one of my friends, Brian Delos, with whom I told you I ran my first like, 10 miler together. So he told, okay, there is a yeah. uh, the place called Lapham Peak. I don't know. So are you familiar with Lapham Peak, uh, Adam? Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Of course. Okay. okay. So that's where you know Marty and everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly, JF and yeah, exactly. So you you know all of them, yeah. So, uh, so I said okay, there's Lapham Peak. How about we go for a run there? And that okay, we'll run. So there's a it's called Bear Tracks, like a twenty k. Okay, I'm twenty k is less than half marathon. I can do it. So the race morning. So me, Brian, and then two of our other friends, Le and her girlfriend visiting from Thailand. All four of us signed up. Okay, and both of them, neither of you know. Uh, non non runners, so you know, and okay, fine. We just have to run. So, anyhow, we four signed up, and that morning, and I ran. I started running after few minutes. I thought, oh shoot, this is like different. There are hills. I don't okay. know how to run. The, so I was running the hills again. I this is my first time on the trail. <laughs> so you know, I never ran on the trail, never in my life. Uh, so I have no idea. So I was still trying to run the hills right. because I thought I am supposed to run. I'm a runner, right? By the you know runner, <laughs> so I was running, but within a mile or something, within a one mile or two mile, I don't know, two miles. I was tired. Then I have to I was forced to walk. Mm-hmm. Then when I was going up the hill, it was very steep going up the you know the tower. So anyhow, the whole thing was very painful because it's a lot of hills up and down. I finished it, and you know my that that was my first trail running experience in the race itself with no training on the trail. But you know, hey, that's where I am. So I have experience of trail now. So after that, I did some running, a decent amount of running. I was getting a little more, maybe running three, four times a week, different distances, but still, you know, not proper training, just running. 
because I was running the same pace all the time. You know, I didn't know. Like right now, if you ask me, okay, we do a lot of serious running. Okay, running easy, hard, then tempo and track and hill training and threshold training and all those fancy things, right? That time to me, run means run. Just same pace all the time. But that's, in fact, that's how I ran first, I would say two years like that. <laughs> all the same pace. Uh, every <laughs> run is go hard, go hard, you know, <laughs> like a stupid, right? Um, yeah, so then that year I did my, one of my friends told, do you want to do a marathon? I thought, sure, why not? So my first marathon was 28 okay. July. It's a trail marathon. It's called Grand Island Trail Marathon. Uh, it's uh, North Munising. So that was my first marathon on the trail. Very, it was very pretty, you know, pictured rock. I don't know if you're familiar with that place. It's very, very pretty. And in July, nice time. And yeah, that was my longest run till that far. And it was on a trail, little, not bad trail. Uh, it's trail, but just, you know, overall good experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then I am a marathoner now, right? <laughs> so I feel good. What is the next logical step? Yeah, yeah, it's a big deal. <laughs> then I still, you know, kept running that year. And by that time, I came across, okay, the, I am now, I am having runner friends, talking about running, thinking about running. I subscribed to some running magazine. I am boarding running books, bought a couple of books. Oh, yeah. and then I started reading Dean Karnas' book. I think I ran, read all his books, you know. <laughs> Was Dean Karnas so, okay. your first introduction? So, you know, I am already getting into running. Anyhow. Yeah. So what is it? Yeah, me too. Yes. In fact, exactly. Because he, I met him a bunch of time, and when I saw him first time, I told you what the reason. In fact, I met him yeah. in the, it, it was very nice, because I, I started, yeah. I didn't you, know ultras. Yep. I came to know ultras from his book. Same thing, yeah. Okay. I ultra marathon man, and I just... And how about you? Are you same thing for you? Or? Man. That's yep. exactly. Because yeah, picture that's a, that, his front. picture is like that, that color in green, so right? Green. Lives, I think. You remember? Yeah. That was so many people's introduction. Okay, to awesome. marathon. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. So that was my. I read, I think, three or four of his other books, but the first book was Ultra Marathon Man. Then I read Fifty Fifty and something else. But yeah, when I read that, then I said, okay, and then I heard. Then I started, you know, I started searching because all these friends in my, right now we have like, you know, in my running kind of running, we made a running club, running group. We are now maybe 20, 30, maybe 40 people already by, you know, in six oh, months, wow. but nobody have run a marathon. I'm the first marathoner in the whole group. So, uh, yeah, because everybody is running like four miles, five miles, you know, I am a new runner, but in that group, I am the first, I mean, at least that time I thought that, um, and then what has happened? Oh, yeah. So what? So I only ran a marathon. And I came across um, Dean's book. He's an ultra-marathon man. So what is the next you logical step, do you think, for weekend. me, at least in my weird mind? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I, th I was looking for, I wanted to do a 50K. I was searching for 50K, and I found out North Face 50K yep. in September in the, uh, a part of Kettle Moran, the South, I think the Southern North Kettle Moran. Yeah. So, awesome! Really? Okay, awesome. See, see, awesome. And that is my first fifty k. 
<laughs> that's my first 50k i have done the 50 miler there twice later in few, you know in the you know uh, later years uh, but they, okay that's cool miler, sorry I first say 50 miler which year was that 2010 i'm looking at your ultra sign up right now it looks like your first 50k was 2012 okay 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 2009 or 2010 yes because that's the year i started running and my first 50k is 2012, I think uh, September, I forgot. Second weekend okay. of September, okay. I believe. Because it's usually three weeks before Lakefront Marathon. Um, maybe I should also yeah, turn on my yeah, ultra yeah, sign up yeah. because I even forgot. The, I ran so many races after that. <laughs> I forget. The, uh, yeah, I think I, I ran anywhere between 40 or 50 ultras. Because uh, four or five ultras are not there. My 150 miles are not there. And a few are also not there. They are in a different name, like you know, JFK is not there. I just ran last November. Anyhow, so in September 2012, I ran my first 50K. And so again, I, I finished mm -hmm. the race. I was happy. Again, one more. Okay, now I'm an ultra marathoner. Okay. And whatever my goal was, I think my goal was pretty easy. I, I achieved my goal. My goals are pretty easy. I think my, I put a yeah, goal of like, 10, like five and a half hour or something. And I finished five, 10 or 15. I forgot. And, 510 okay okay and so okay but before the race the before the race okay. or after this sorry mm -hmm. after the race sorry i forgot after the race i got a chance to meet uh, dean you know he was there as well. i think he ran 50 miles so i talked to him and you know and i told him okay i i am in this yeah. race because i heard about the ultra marathon from your book blah 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 you know anyhow that introduction to ultra and then three weeks later, I ran my oh, first okay. road marathon, which was a Milwaukee Lakefront Marathon, which is still, I would say, my favorite marathon, even though I have done bigger marathons, you know, Big Sur and Chicago and all those. But I think Lakefront is just, you know, it's my community and just in the back here. That's where we train. The, so, so that's why Lakefront Marathon have a very, very special place in my heart. I've done that six or seven times. Uh, so, yeah, 2012 October was my first marathon, Lakefront Marathon. And then next weekend was my oh, yeah. uh, glacial, glacial Trail 50K. Okay. And I think a couple of weeks after that, I did, I forgot, I did Columbus Marathon. And then I think Columbus, I think within a week or something, I did uh, 50K in Chicago. Then a week or so, I did a 50K in Kansas City. So you see, in seven weeks, I think I have done a bunch of fifth marathons. Mm -hmm. so, so in my mind, I kept on saying, I think by that time, I already read 50-50. I told if he can do 50, marathons in 50 days yeah. why can't I do why can't I do 7 in 7 weeks there is, why can't so I, I got 50 or 7 or 8 marathon plus distance marathon or 50k combined in first year and yeah I mean that's the starting <laughs> and craziness didn't start yet then become a little crazier no, so but, I, mean, uh, I will wait for your questions you otherwise you I think I will yeah you know, like like so many of us, kind of obsessed with this this running thing. But it sounds like 
the way your mind works is, um, you know, you're trying to do things that are outside your comfort zone and trying to gain an understanding of things that you don't really understand. And so after you had done six or seven 50 K's in a short amount of time, what was going through your head? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's exactly, you know, I, I think again, I was that time, I didn't yeah. understand what is racing. Okay. I don't understand what is racing and training. Yeah. So to me, just running yeah, itself yeah. is a big deal. To me, it was a big deal. I was finishing. That is achievement by itself. And then to, in my mind, and okay, the next goal should be the next distance. Because when I came across these books, okay, I, I, I read by the time I also read, heard about uh, born to Absolutely. run. I read, yeah, that was my, you know, so that's, I, that's an amazing book. I'm pretty sure you read, you read it, right. Born to run. <laughs> yes. So, so I read that and I said, okay, there is not only 50 K there are like 50 miles, there are hundred miles and longer. There are so many things. And for me, I have, don't have that kind of patience to me. I feel like, if I have to do, I will, I will start right now, you know? So I don't, you know, some people say, okay, I'll go gradually train, get better. So that doesn't work for me like that. I would do it now. Uh, I said, start it. Yeah. And because so anyhow, so in my logically, I thought, okay, so the next logical thing is to sign up for 50 miles. Okay. So, so I signed up for my 50 miles. I signed up in December of 2000. 12, the same year, you can same year. So I started running in January. So I signed up for my first 50 mile okay. because again, all of my, I don't know too many people. I don't know anybody who have done any ultra, uh, mm-hmm. I mean 50 mile. Uh, so I did Google and I found out Ice Age Trail. So that time I don't know anybody. I don't know Jay for right now. I know all of those people. Okay. They are my very good friends, the whole community. But at that time I don't, I know nobody. I, you know, uh, so, okay, I saw that and I signed up for my first uh, 50 miler. The sign up was in uh, December and the race is in May, right? Signed up. But after that, I found out somewhere that there is a one more 50 miler before, you know, because I, you can see, yeah. it's like, I, I am willing to wait for five months. It's still too long, a little bit. Okay, there's a fifty. <laughs> it is. It, okay, there's a fifty miler in March. So why don't I do that? So, yeah. uh, <laughs> so I just I just want to see how it feels to go that long. You so know, you just jumped right in. It looks so, like it was uh, land between yeah. the lakes, fifty miler. So I'm just trying to. Okay. Uh, yeah, I saw and land between go? the lakes. Exactly. Exactly. Really? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Land between the lakes. 60 that went amazing. That went amazingly well. Amazing well means my goal was 10 hours. Again, why my goal? I don't know. In my mind, somehow, I came yeah. up with that number. If I can do 10 hours, that's my A goal. Okay? So, I finished because that was you my first, first one. And I do believe, I think I know the number. Exactly. That is yeah. 9 hours, 56 minutes. Is that exact? Okay. So my, my, okay. My laptop is off. So, trust me, I'm not looking at it because... Again, this is what I try to, when I say, when I visualize, I try to remember, think, and Memories not memorize, but in the internalize. I do everything. I try to think and remember. <laughs> no, it's like, you know, it's not memory, 
but it's just that that's the process I try to do. You know, sometimes I do weird exercise. Okay, what did I do for last 10 years in every 25th of December? What did I do last 15 years on my birthday? You know, like trying to, that's how I try to connect that, you know, that's how I try to keep my memories the way I'd like to be 40 years from now. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, so that was my first race and I met some good people and new people. I, I got connected with uh, the race director. I met him. His name is Steve Durbin. And I'm giving a huge shout out, shout out to him um, uh, because now we are very good friends, very good friends. And uh, he was in Milwaukee a month, two months back. I couldn't meet oh, him, yeah. but again, I met him last yeah. year when he came for the six days in the dome. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Six days. Tom, where okay. you know this six-day run. So basically, he is the race director for that, uh, Steve Darwin. Okay, so we become very good friend, and so yeah, he was the race director of that race. That was my first race. Very good experience. That's an amazing course. I would recommend anybody to do that. It's very nice course. Very nice single track. Most of it, mm. you know, some road portion towards the sure. end. You can go fast, but it was very very good course. So I would like to do it again. And I think that one, I also did one more race, I think, a um, few weeks yeah. after that Clinton called Lake Clinton. I forgot before or after, after, maybe after, in April or February, I forgot. Clinton Lake. Right? Yes, yes. I think I've got that. But by this time, something happened even before this, which most people don't know. Only a couple of people know. Uh, again, that is the thing which make mm. me realize that I can go even farther than I thought I can go. Um, that is, I think it was sometime in January or February. Okay. You what know, if you're interested to know that story, because what that's when I thought I that? can do a hundred miles. Okay. So, you know what I, now I'm thinking, you know, I should start writing this thing because there are so many, you know, like, like anything, yeah. Like not one thing, but little, little things happen, which make you take a certain decision. Right. So in my, so, okay. So one of my friend, uh, his name is Darren Fortney. So I got connected with him sometime in 2012 and we were running. And so his uh, girlfriend that time, Mindy connected us because he, Mindy can already see, I already did 50 Ks and she can already feel I'll be doing ultra soon. And Mindy is the one person she told about uh, in a cafeteria we were sitting. It's still in sometime in fall 2012. He mentioned about 100 miler. I told him, yes, I, I read this book and I heard his 100 milers are there. I want to do one someday. I don't know how many days, how many years it will take, blah, blah, blah. Then she mentioned something about Western State. That's the first time. And I do very specifically remember because Western States become such a big part of my life. You know, that's dreaming. For last eight years, but she is the worst first time. She told, uh, Western states. I told, okay. So where is that? It'll in this country. Okay. Where, then she told, well, okay. So I came the same day and I did some Google. And okay, this is the Western state. This is this. I have some idea, but I. So I'm not excited because you know these are all new information to me. I don't know anything. So then one day she yeah, told, yeah. okay, I will introduce you to my boyfriend. Uh, she he have done I think a bad water two or three times. Yeah, I've met him. Okay, that'll be great. And I've talked to him and so a you might I know Darren. Really I don't know if you know Darren yeah, Fortney. Yeah, he's a great guy. Um, oh. Okay, okay. 
okay 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 so anyhow okay so that so one day he connected with us and we were running you know he's a like six feet guy and i'm a little guy we were running and talking and then i was telling him then so we are talking i want to run 100 miles i go to western states he told yeah i one day you will uh, i told how how long will it take he told you know typically since you have done because by the time i've done only what 150k or maybe not we are talking about like sometime in fall of 2012 okay so it all it 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 depends you know it you have to do a maybe a 50 mile then 100k and with like 2 3 4 years of training i think you can do 100 mile why not okay so but i do remember he mentioned like 2 3 4 5 years of training he told that and yeah, right. in my mind i was telling how what how what can, can i do like next year after my physical and he told yeah that would be nice i would like to but i don't think that's going to happen and he told right. me this because he told that is uh, you just started running like 7 months back uh, uh, and he told that's not going to happen but if you keep on training you'll do soon man he was saying like this i told <laughs> so in my mind okay so now i know what's my goal i'm going to do 100 mile next year so because somebody told me not to you know you cannot do well, okay so now i know what i have to do again it's just, and by the time i still didn't do any 50 mile right uh but i thought i will do but i don't have the confidence because i don't right. know how how anything longer than you know marathon feels like or 50k feels like so now fast forward few months in in either january i forgot i have to see the old post in january or uh february it was very cold one we me and one of my friend uh i do you know vikas so we were supposed to meet for a run and it was i think saturday saturday and we were supposed to meet like sometime in the like late morning or noon or something like late you know late and mm-hmm. i again I, i as i mentioned earlier i used to party yeah. a lot i used to drink a lot uh not like really drink but in a good amount sometime <laughs> so on the friday we went out in a bar and i think i drank too much and i slept and i woke up very late and we already already the a day or two days back we already planned we will meet this time but of course i woke up late so i missed it so later when i called his wife he told okay he's already running for last few hours but he told he'll on this route he will find him okay i left my place then i went no, on this no, route no. on the you are familiar with the oak leaf trail right oak leaf trail i don't know if you're familiar maybe not no not from milwaukee sorry okay i keep on forgetting <laughs> sorry sorry uh so any so i found him by the time i think he already finished like 20 something miles and we planned to do 31 miles by ourselves uh mm-hmm. training run because both of us were signed up for a 50 mile which is the ice age and and i didn't sign up for land between the legs yet by the time i signed up very last moment land between the legs okay but i said we are signed up so we are supposed to do 31 mile together but he's already done 20 or 22 or 25 miles i forgot and i am just starting and it's already like 1 or 2 pm and i forgot how long now it will be dark soon so so we did like you know by the time he did his siren with him uh, for some time so i got i think 5 or 6 miles and he got with 31 mile and he's done and now i am like i have to do rest of the miles by myself he told it will be now hard for you because it's already like 3 or 4 pm close to that it will be dark soon look it will be very hard but i am going to do it he told no it will be hard for you so anyhow so i kept running by myself 
then slowly it became dark and i was running from oakleaf trail it became dark i came out on the main street so i was running on the for quite a few hours actually i ran on the oakleaf but my eyes got adjusted in the dark when it become close to i think uh, like 9 8 or 9 pm or something like that i came on the road so i kept running and running and running kind of not this out it's like out and back i was going out like 5 miles or 6 miles and coming back take a different route okay and so somehow i was very tired but i got to 31 miles and i was very happy but again a lot of things happened in the middle a lot of things means i was very cold i didn't have any proper gloves i don't have any bottle i don't have any bottle till that time uh, you know and so it's hard i i don't have any gels i never use gel you know and at that time i don't know all this stuff so i was running but after 31 miles somehow i planned in a way so i came back to my apartment uh, it's okay i ate a banana i feel i have a water i felt good then i thought okay let me see can i get 35 miles because it will be bigger greater right. and i will maybe i can tell my friend see he told i'll not be able to do but i can do even more than him you know maybe i don't know what uh, so i can do uh, so i told okay 35 miles sure. and that will be closer to 50 miles as well right so i feel more confident about the 50 mile race just coming i um, because by the time i still didn't sign up for uh, land between the lakes so i was not sure about that so anyhow so i kept running so i ran for i think an hour or something more again after a few miles yeah. i went out and i came back at one point a police stopped me because it got pretty late because it was like midnight and police stopped me are you okay i saw you running the other direction are you okay what are you doing i told i'm just running i told why i'm just running you know i'm just training it's okay okay so be safe blah 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 and okay so again i ran and i think an hour or no two problem. hours later uh i i i got i hit 50 miles so wow. that was a very big deal so you can see from 35 then 40 then 45 then 50 miles so i'm going very fast forward but a lot of things are happening physically because i am in a bad spot i it, i was hurting a lot it was very 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 cold it was like i think negative i don't have proper gloves i just only one pair of gloves but my mind went in a weird way in a weird place um i still don't know why I didn't plan to run this long. Nothing is planned because just you know, even like seven hours back, I was like half drunk, kind of. Because I was, you know, I woke up late, right? Yeah. Now, why I'm doing this? Am I trying to punish myself because I I didn't keep my word and woke up late, or what am I trying to do? I don't know what went you know in my mind that time. But anyhow, so after 50 miles, uh, I think after 50 or 52 again, I came back to my apartment. No, no, sorry, I forgot. Uh, I stopped somewhere. and i was very very thirsty but then i figured okay i am so thirsty but everything is there's no water so i have to have some ice and snow from the road okay because i didn't i am so far from my apartment i couldn't come to my apartment okay i do remember now okay now i told myself okay what what, what should i do then i told myself okay i'll keep going to see if i can go till 62 miles because in my mind i know the math that okay that will be this that will be a second milestone mine milestone Uh, which might come someday with 100k right yeah. so i am so close i only got 50 mile plus so can i go farther and i still i kept running running and i went and i didn't realize i went a little far too far mm-hmm. and when i turned back i was in a very very bad shape 
<laughs> and at shape it was like i think 330 or 4 in the morning and i i hit 262 miles and somehow then my body can't move lot of things happen mentally and physically uh-huh. because i hit this 62 miles my body just told okay you are done right, right. so once your mind you are done our body just acts like that that's true so i just stopped mm-hmm. and then i realized i'm too far i'm almost now 4 miles away 4 or 5 miles away from my apartment so i dashed 62 miles and i'm still i'm so far now 5 miles far and i was walking 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 and i am like barely can walk and the police stopped me again <laughs> so the same police but right now i'm walking so he told are you okay told, yes i'm okay but still i didn't tell him that can you give me a lift or something i told him okay i'll be okay so it took me long time then i came back around 5 something like 5 530 in the morning and it was pretty bad bad means it's like i will never recommend again i will recommend you know if somebody is listening this thing don't do stupid things like that <laughs> when you do this thing be well prepared right. make sure you have proper like gloves insulation or don't go far have proper nutrition or take a phone or have a, you know like those kind of thing don't do because it could have been very bad would i have that was very stupid of myself <laughs> because when i came back somehow my hand was not working totally frozen mm. it was frozen mm-hmm. i couldn't you know even touch my you know my key anything uh-huh. i couldn't open the door so i <laughs> sit down two doors one is the inside door and outside door so i can open the inside outside door because that is open the inside door is closed i have to take off my key from my pocket my uh, magnetic key but my fingers are all frozen they kind of you know i can't uh-huh. and i was tired and cold i just sit down and i fell asleep <laughs> I am between two doors okay i fall asleep but luckily i believe within 10 15 minutes or i don't remember how long somebody was coming outside it was sunday morning right sunday morning somebody was going outside and saw me and woke me up and then i told, then are you okay what happened then i told okay this is blah blah in short i told then i told i can't my i can't use my hand so help me then somehow we took the elevator and you know i came upstairs so he took out the key from my pocket open the door because my hand is not working mm-hmm. so he came inside turned the you know like uh, open the tap i put my hand which was a bad decision again i put my hand in the warm water because my hand is not working i shouldn't have done warm water so then that gentleman left and and i, I was my hand somehow felt a little better but i just you know came came and i fell asleep on my floor mm-hmm. and i think sometime later i woke up now i'm going okay i know i'm going regularly very slow but after some time i realized my man, my hand is feeling weird whole day felt weird next day i went to the doctor and doctor told you are very lucky you are you could have been frost bitten because you spent so long outside with with just one thin layer you didn't realize it is very bad yeah. uh, so, anyway, so i think within one week my hands on everything felt okay within a week or something uh but then i think after that once my sense got okay after a week or 10 days everything i felt okay that's when i told myself i think i can do 100 miles i'm ready yeah because it, i feel like without without preparation without nothing without like you know nothing like no structure no plan nothing if i can do a 62 mile in that condition in that like negative temperature negative fahrenheit i think i can do 100 miles definitely and, I think within a week or something even before my ice age I signed up for my 100 miler um yeah 
and me and one of my other friend tom gonering both of us signed up for 100 miler uh but then you know i still then after that after signing up for that that's when i went for my first 50 miler official race which is land between the lakes and then few weeks later i did couple of months later the ice age which was my first ice age is still one of my favorite race then i did my first 100 mile kettle um yeah 2013 wow. it was a lot of pain lot of pain again i don't want to go in the details yeah. but a lot of pain but again my goal was just to finish yeah just to finish i finished i think oh, 28 hours something 28 and a half hour 28 hour 20 minutes or some 28 minute um so yeah so that's wow my first uh, first 100 mile Unreal. and very lucky grateful that i have a very group of you know uh, very good group of friends uh, they helped me crew and i have a huge crew because i didn't know how to form my crew and pacer is not you know not like a logan who paced me for 30 mile you know or like ashley who paced me for 50 mile in leadville you saw uh-huh. you know <laughs> yeah. so i have like every pacer paced me for 5 mile here 6 mile here so i have a huge crew like seven people in my crew no kidding uh, <laughs> but i have a huge support you know i have a huge support i'm very yeah. lucky to have you know all my friends but i was very Um, it was a great experience and i felt great that i can do 100 miles that was a very very big deal for me mm-hmm. and for many of my friends who didn't even know that 100 miles is out there you right. know once they were seeing okay i just started running a year back and i am doing 50k then 50 miles then 100 miles and they are coming to know that there you know existence of ultra on uh, 100 miler so they are also getting excited so they were all willing to help me and in a process to you know soak in the environment so overall as a group it was a great experience yeah yeah cool and yeah, i'm sure you were inspiring your friends the whole way too i mean you know whether they took up running or not i'm sure that just watching you do something like that was inspirational means i would like to think so means i would like to think so i don't know if i was inspiring or or motivating them in a different direction where they were not supposed to go at that part of life i don't know but uh yes means you know to me and um, um your first 100 miler is that where you met logan uh, yeah you know that's uh that's the very because i after what happened to logan mm-hmm. i kept on thinking uh, i do remember exactly where i met him you know and you know when i talked to him i do remember but i do know i saw him i saw him uh at kettle but i can't remember uh that i saw him sitting the first time i saw him was a uh, sitting at at night uh, a guy struggling you know he was like kind of in a comforter kind and a weird little dreadlock hair yep and, and but i forgot i keep, i still am trying to think was it 2013 or 14 and i believe it is 2013 because that's my first year I, yeah, I, i'm pretty sure now okay, i'm pretty sure right now i'm thinking back yes it's 2013 i saw him i didn't talk to him but that's when i saw him uh-huh. and i didn't know he was that young that time later i when i came to know him and okay he is way younger than i thought he didn't look that young but he looked like a little mature little mature but yes first time i saw him was uh, 2013 at my kettle and i don't know i still don't know maybe i should do you know did he I'm assuming he did the 100 mile that year or 100k so. 
I think 100 mile. I think he did. I know he did. See, I did kettle 2012 and 2014, and I'm pretty sure Logan was doing kettle 2013 and 2014. I could be wrong there. That makes sense because 2014, 2014, I, me, Logan, Dan Kraus, then we we ran. Like, I would, if you see, we have, I have picture, I don't know if I send you, uh, we have picture, you know, uh, like me and Logan running together, even at like mile 15, we are running together. It, uh, I think he, one of us. So we ran together that year. That time I know him. Mm-hmm. So that means 2013, I didn't know him, but I saw him. Got it. Yeah. And you, so, okay, you ran your, so you ran Kettle in 2012 and 14? Correct. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. Because I do remember. I do remember. Sorry for uh, uh, going in a different like tangent a little bit. No, it's but cool, I do remember. Uh, that I read about your article, you you wrote somewhere that I think the gist is like this: that you are by that time I think in two thousand it might be two thousand fourteen you already moved to Colorado and you were training in the mountains and you thought kettle will be easier and you have a very high goal of winning it or like winning it or top three or winning it something uh-huh. and then uh, uh, tell me this this is what I'm I'm I read this like at least five six years back but I read it somewhere yeah yeah or magazine I forgot where. But tell me if I'm going if I'm telling it wrong, and I think you finished. You finished, but not as well as you thought. Oh, for sure. And, yeah. I had some and I think problems that year, and yeah, I, I had plans of coming back and doing well, and uh, you know, I got a hard dose of reality because I had stomach okay. problems. I was throwing up the whole time, but I did mm-hmm. have Ryan Dexter as a pacer. Do you know Ryan Dexter? Yes, I do know Ryan Dexter. I do know. I met him a couple of times. He's uh, I don't know him much, but I know him because he, I, I, I connect him with Potawatomi because he has those, done those 200 milers. Yes. yes. <laughs> and I ran with him, I think, in one or two races. Yes. Yeah. So I know him because they, I think he and his family, I'm pretty sure they're in Florida, right? Um, Florida now, yes. Uh, Ryan, his wife, Christina, Dexter, Christina, I forgot. Yeah, Christina, yep. Dexter, Christine. Yeah, okay, okay. But yeah, um, I had him okay. as a pacer, and yeah, I didn't do as well as I wanted to do, but it was still the fastest hundred miler I've I've run to date. So, um, and really? I, I credit that all to to Ryan Dexter and his brutal uh, pacing skills. I mean, he would okay. not let me rest. He wanted to get that thing done, and he wanted me to get that thing done at a as fast yeah. as humanly possible. So he pushed me, and and we got it done, thankfully. But. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Amazing. So that's, so that is, so this is 2012 or 14? 14. So if I 14, remember okay, right, okay. I think that you and I connected on Facebook and hadn't really talked too much, but I kind of knew who you were. Mm-hmm. And then in okay. 2014, I saw you running at cattle and just kind of said hi to you in passing at one of the out and backs. And didn't, okay. Okay. Didn't know you really well until you came out to Colorado in preparation. Exactly. For so I, you know, like after, you know, like, so I kept on asking myself, like even last few days, I was thinking, um, so I do this exercise a lot of time. When, let's say, okay, I know, okay, we are supposed to, we, have, we plan to talk this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. So I kept asking, okay, when did I meet you first? What do you do? What were you wearing? And like all this, like what kind of, all the details. Yeah. So I can recollect very well, okay, when I met you at Colorado in 2014 before Leadville. Mm-hmm. So after that, I have a pretty good, I mean, everything I remember pretty well. Yeah. But I thought, did I meet you or talk to you before that? So I forgot this first. So we talked before that huh? over, over uh, uh, online. 
um, online a little bit. I think that we had just kind of said hi to each other and we okay, okay, love okay. each other a little bit. And then I, I waved to you and said hi to you at, at Kettle in 2014. And okay, didn't really okay. officially meet you or officially talk to you in depth until you came out and presented oh, okay. Medville. Okay, okay. So because Kettle was in June and, and and so I headed to Leadville in August. So next two months later, I saw you there. Yes. Uh, okay, I see. Okay, okay. Awesome. Okay, okay. I see. Okay. okay. You have a better memory than me. You do remember that. Okay. I remember hmm. that. Yeah. And so I was living with Logan at the time and uh, I just remember him saying that, you know, he had a buddy that was going to come out and do Leadville, but he was worried yeah. that you weren't going to be acclimated enough and yeah yeah so he's like yeah he's like what should i do and i'm like we need to talk this guy into coming out earlier and and acclimating to the altitude out here and get right get as prepared as he can and so i think you right. came out like a week early i think like- i came maybe, maybe week or maybe a little longer okay. means uh, maybe seven days or ten days i, I forgot okay. but definitely that wouldn't have happened if like you know like if i think nicely now I think there are a couple of people were there, you know. It's like either maybe one one was I think Brenda. I don't know if you know Brenda. Yes. Uh, Brenda. Yep. So she, I when I came to know that she's also running, so she told if you can afford to go, then maybe you should go ahead in a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. uh, because I, maybe she have done Leadville before that, or at least she have been there. Mm-hmm. So I have no experience, right? Right. So we'll come to this later if I get a chance and I'll let you know why I choose Leadville. Again, these all have important stories, you know, why Leadville? Yeah. <laughs> and it's so new. Uh, but anyhow, so going to this point, uh, yes, I think Brenda mentioned and I maybe Logan and you convinced me to come a little earlier if I can. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's why I, went, I was there like seven or ten days before the race. Yeah. And that's when, yeah, Logan picked me up from the airport and then I... And and that time we stayed, we were is it Boulder or Denver? Boulder, uh, right? Boulder. Well, then I was living in Louisville, right outside of Boulder, and you stayed on okay, the couch okay. for a couple of days. And I remember, I think it was the first day you came into town. Logan and I took you up Bear Peak, and uh, oh man, it took us a lot longer than we anticipated, and we got stuck in the dark up there with no light. I was telling a friend again. I was telling a friend this week, somebody <laughs> that that was one of the like memorable thing I have done because I was like it, it's a great experience you know those kind of thing I just I live those moments you know many times yeah like I wouldn't have done that because at one point yes we are going slower because of course like you and uh, like you and Logan are way more fitter than me and you guys are training on the mountains of course so there's no doubt about that but then again you know we were walking and these and Logan is climbing a little bit you know rock climbing or he's doing his stuff and then it, I was slow, right? So when we went on the top, it was almost dark. Yeah. And I was scared. I was very scared. And in my mind, I was like kind of cursing and you know, cursing both Logan and you. And then, why <laughs> did you bring me here? Because you guys are from here. And I'm not from here, you know? And it's a mountain. It's, it was so hard for me to go up because it's like a little technical. Uh-huh. And now how can I go when it's dark? Right. And... Oh man, it's still I, I can still feel that thrill. I can I can feel those things on my you know my hairs are getting like you know yeah. So that that was an amazing experience coming down the bear. That was Bear Peak, right? Bear Peak, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Bear Peak in the dark. In the dark, that was so scary with nothing. We didn't have any lights I mean, at all, and it took us a long time to get down because 
I think we were using a flag exactly. or a, a phone with, with a little light on it to try and get down. And we yep. were just taking exactly. step and step. Exactly. I was like in a state, I think at one point, I, I don't know if you remember, I, I told, I think Logan or you, or maybe I was telling in my mind that you can go ahead. I'll be here and pick me up later or you know, come back with a flashlight or something right. or come back. In. It was, yeah, it was so dark. We had to fill that. I was trying to fill it with my hands and uh, legs, you know, like feet, yeah. fill it. We had to fill it. And, but you know, Hey, at the end, we came down and I was so glad and I felt very, very lucky that I didn't die. Because <laughs> in my mind, I was saying, man, you guys are, you are a mountain man. You know, I have led within a few days. Don't, why are you killing me? <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. And then after that, we went to that restaurant. You will not believe yep. I was looking that picture last night oh, for good. so long. Yeah. I was looking that I have those pictures. Few, you, I think you sent me a yeah. couple of years back, maybe that. And uh, yeah, I was looking at the picture, man. You know, yeah. and me, you, eating, yeah. and yeah, yeah. And then after uh, that, yeah. then we took you out to Leadville to to get yeah before the race, and yeah, um, the three of us went out Mount Albert. Yeah, yeah, that's, that was one other adventure. It's like it was. It's like to me, those are like mini stories. Yeah. It's just I can. I, I can write like literally 20 pages just on that part, <laughs> just Albert. <laughs> you should, you should write a book. Yeah. Bunch of people ask me and I am writing a little bit. I write, but not this stuff because I'm writing other stuff, mostly like, you know, philosophical stuff and those things. But these things, yes. Like when people ask me a question, I feel like literally I can write just the story for Western States. What happened that year before I can write literally 500 pages, oh, sure. maybe. It's Things happen, you know, mostly internal. The people don't know those things. And I, I take process by myself. But hey, you know, maybe someday I will make it, you know, who, who knows? Yeah, maybe I'll start. Yeah. But yeah, that Mount Elbert was great. That, that was great. And I still, you know, I know, I don't know if you remember, I was struggling going up. Like I have to, I was like so slow at one point. I think you or Logan was telling, just keep moving, just keep moving, don't stop. Just, you know, slowly, slowly, you know. And we went on the top. And then, yeah, we had a few minutes up, up there. And is there, what's the name? Is it Roxy? I forgot. Roxy, yep. Roxy, right? Roxy, yep. okay, okay, Roxy, yep. yeah. So we have pictures. And then I have an amazing run. I mean, that was an amazing run from top to bottom. Mm -hmm. The coming down, fascinating. It's fast run. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And even on the way to, even on the way before uh, Leadville, before Elbert, then we yeah, the, the car broke down. Something happened, right? right? The van, the car. Yeah, whose car was that? Yeah. I think I forgot. Was it Logan's car? I don't know. Or were you driving? No, I was not. It, it was Logan. I, I thought it was. It, it's not my first year because I flew from here okay. and then Logan picked me up okay. from the Denver airport, I believe. That's right. Okay. Uh, it was the, either your or Logan. I forgot yeah, who. I remember. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what happened, but Miss I just remember we. It was dark, and we were on the side of the road, and we were trying to. It must have been Logan's car, and we were trying to kick the muffler yes. off. Yes, because that thing is like you know, it was like that thing axle or something, you know, kind of, you know, something came off, yeah, and it was like pretty late at ten p.m. or something, <laughs> ten eleven p.m. We are still there because at first I don't know if you remember, we were talking that maybe we'll go and then we'll climb Mount Albert or something at night. At night. Yeah, I know. So that in the morning. Yeah, and see the sunrise, right? Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that didn't happen. No, we didn't do that. But I, I just remember Logan, like, he really loved just, like, 
scare, not scare. I don't know if scare is the right word, but he was trying to scare you. You know, he was like, Oh yeah, yeah. come on a room. We got to go do this all night long so that you're, you're acclimated and you're prepared to do it at night. And in the back of yeah. our minds, yeah. I think we knew we weren't going to go climb Albert at night, but you know, the whole way out, oh, okay. we're talking about it. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 I, I, I took it seriously until now. I thought it was serious and you know, I was willing to do that. Why yeah. not? Yeah. To me, See, that's the thing. Like, I like doing this thing, but I like, if I can share these moments with other people, mm-hmm. but that's how I try to push other people. Just, you know, not like physically pushing, just, you know, giving the support. Like, if you're doing, of course, why not? Then I'll be, that, that support helped me a lot, of course. So that's where I think we help each other, just going out of that comfort zone. Sometimes we are all scared, nice. but just staying each other motivates and, you know, inspires others. Okay, no, we, we can do this together. Yeah. So of course, um, so yeah, I mean that's where I think Logan, both of you, and you know, uh, pushed me in in different time in a different way. Even at Leadville, I have so many experience, which is still I was mad at Logan in certain places because he didn't let me eat. You know, I will talk about that later again if you go to in details. That towards the end he was thinking, it's only 13 miles left. He just gonna finish it, man. He didn't let me eat. But then I was thinking to me, 13 miles is a long distance. I still I am feeling hungry. I need to eat. You know, <laughs> so. Logan, I got mad, but that's where I love that guy so much because he always put me in a place where later, thinking back, I feel like uh, it was cool I did that. Otherwise, I wouldn't have done yeah. that. You know, be, be yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I remember, you know, we all started that. And then I remember it's an act. And I remember, I, yeah. The, you know, it is kind Adam. It is this no, it, suddenly the conversation is getting little. Can you hear me clearly? Okay. I can hear okay, you. Good. Suddenly it was kind of disconnecting. Uh, right now it's better. I remember Leadville's an okay. out and back course. Okay, and I just okay, remember okay. on my way back, I saw you and, and you know, we stopped to, to chat a little bit on the trail. And, and I had mm-hmm. a feeling that you were going to be ch- you know, chasing the cutoff times. And I was kind of worried. And I, I was like, Arun, you, you've got to keep moving. You got to go faster. You got to go faster. And uh, you made it. You sure made I don't know how close you were to the cutoff, but you made yeah, it in under yeah, 30 yeah. hours. Yes, I was close mm-hmm. the entire time. I was close the cutoff entire time. And like, it's like, again, I, again, on Leadville, I can, it's like so detailed experience, man. Uh, but at one point, mm-hmm. around mile between 45 and 50, before no, reaching, what is that? What is that called? Uh, is it Twin Lakes? Not Twin Lakes. What is that? The turn Winfield, Winfield. In my mind, you know what? It is, that's where I am trying to figure those things now. In my mind, I was already preparing the sentence which I will tell my friends and what I will post in Facebook. You know what? In terms of what? In terms of ah, why okay. I quit. So in my mind, I'm already preparing. Okay, you know what? Okay, yeah. right now I'm going to meet uh, Ashley at mile 50, right? And it, in my mind, it is 90% yeah. sure I'm not going to come up. Yeah. I mean, I'm done. I'm already hurting so much. And this walking took me so long. And I'm so close to the cutoff. I'm so close, literally so close. And I, and I, I have heard yeah. that going up the other, you know, the other side is way tougher. Mm-hmm. See, my mind... No, I cannot do that. I know. See, see, that's mind plays such a role. So I am already. So right now, I'm going to think. So why was I thinking 
not only giving up why was i thinking what would i say to my crew members i know some people came from far okay you know logan you know logan is you know can, so he's there like you are there ashley is there ashley drove from far so i have friends yeah. like linda and laura i don't know if you know them remember them linda laura they all they linda drove from here then laura flew from here you know from wisconsin and I, they they went they are not even racing they just went to you know crew me and help me and support so i'm thinking so one that 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 played a big role you know they came from so far you know and like say logan took time out of his you know schedule or work everybody is trying to help me mm-hmm. and i cannot if i stop what should i tell them so maybe there was a big reason which also kept me going but at the same time i think a part of me also i was trying to think what am i going to write in facebook so do i really care what are people thinking about me how much does this social validation is affecting what i am doing what we do so that time i didn't think right now i do think now that's why i don't post much you know now in facebook all details things because now i think differently than 7 years back even for running is different now yeah. now i run for different reason than well, that time maybe i don't know yet until i'm sick so yes so when you saw me i was in a bad place i was hurting and i was very close i no way i can come back you know this whole thing again so, every, so i will say that was made possible just mainly because of ashley and of course i have a awesome crew the whole crew the whole crew you know like you know, like logan and you know like who else is there pretty much uh, everybody um linda or you know, logan was there but i will not see them till because mm-hmm. nobody was coming my crew was not at not at uh, winfield right so i will see them at the next air station so i was about to stop at winfield somehow walk in a leisurely way uh but yeah, actually actually paced you the last 50 uh, miles right all 50 miles wow that's incredible yeah the whole 50 mile exactly whole 50 mile right the plan was at first logan was supposed to pace me right the whole thing but then i think ashley um told him that he want to pace me half okay right so i think ashley wanted to pace me the first half and then second half is logan but then it ended up because after pacing me for 20 25 30 mile asked it you know told me okay can i pace the whole thing yeah. i told yes you can you know this is what i will be doing i am barely moving but you tell logan everything you know if yeah. he's okay i'm fine it's no i'm 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 like i'm i'm enjoying running <laughs> with you or he, not running is basically walking with me at that point <laughs> um but yeah she ended up pacing the whole 50 miles but if i go back it was it wouldn't have possible if it's all the main crux of the whole race yeah, is just going points. up that back side yeah. for at least for me for the back side that's that's it yeah. once i was at the top in my mind i know i got it it just done yep. how i still have to go 40 it plus is. miles but yeah. i know i got it it's just that mind switch you know and not and not only that even while walking up everybody is passing me i am one of the slowest one and still i am walking the even the slowest i am walking so slow like every step i am breathing heavy because i have a headache and this and that and ashley ashley was so like she behaved the way she behaved so matured she didn't push me she looked around okay, you're doing great it's fine you know you just keep moving and she didn't push me but she just and at one point she gave me a, okay you know take this you know take this red bull that's the first time i took a red bull second time first time i took was my, right now red bull yep. is my staple in a 100 mile race in the last half, second half 
or in the last quarter. That's my rocket fuel. Trust me. I, and that all the credit goes back to Logan. So Logan told me, okay, why don't you take a Red Bull before we started Mount Albert? I thought, okay, Red Bull. So I will try. And so I just thought, okay, I will try. See, I am, I am willing to learn and whatever I can for wherever I can. I am new in this sport. New, you know. Okay. So Logan, uh, Ashley told, Logan told you like Red Bulls. So why don't you take Red Bull? So I took a Red Bull and what, I don't know if it helped or not. But it was a struggle. But after, it felt like uh-huh. it took me hours to get on the top of the Hopas. And then I felt good. We yeah. take some pictures and this. Now I told Ashley, let's run. And trust me. From there wow. to the end, Ashley fell down, I think, two or three times. Yeah. And I never ran so hard and so fast. And at the end, when I came to the bottom, Ashley told me, how did you do that? I said, what? You ran so fast. The whole thing in the dark, I just, I just get, got some wow. weird power. And I passed like 50 people, I think, on that down. 50 or 20, 30, 40, 50, a lot of people. I ran so fast. The whole downhill, I didn't even stop. And Ashley was screaming from the, I don't know, the runners coming place. And I was going pretty fast. And by the time, I think I also managed some of the time. And anyhow, from after that, uh, it was still hard. It was still hard. Uh, I made the crew at what? Which air station? I think it's Twin Lakes. Yeah, Twin Lakes. And <laughs> I have crazy stories that time. I wanted to change my... Um, Okay. What do you call calf? Calf? What is it called? Uh, calf sleeve. Okay. And I want to have a fresh one. And since I could have a fresh one, I wanted to clean and wash the one. And Logan told, "Oh, do you need to really care about the fresh thing? You just go run." You know <laughs> those things. The way Logan oh, screams yeah. at me sometimes. I miss those yeah. man when I think of him because you know that's the Logan I. Know. So anyhow, so after that, yeah, after that, it's a lot of. It was very painful for me, but. I kept on saying, okay, I, I, I'll get it done. So somehow I got it done just half an hour. I do remember it was like 27, like 29, 27, 29, 28, something. And I crossed and before crossing, after crossing, I saw you, I saw Heather and you were so happy for me. I do remember you told, you told me that you were not sure. You thought I'll not be, I mean, a bunch of people told me later when they were tracking me online. They didn't think I'd be able to do it because I was so close the entire time. I was supposed to cut off the entire race from the beginning. <laughs> Are you there? Adam, wow. I didn't realize that this is also good. I'm pretty sure this is the first time or maybe this is the longest podcast for you so far, maybe. Yeah, I didn't know it was going to cut off at two hours. Yeah, okay. What are the two hours? Wow, two hours we are talking? Yes. Oh, <laughs> man. Okay, wow, wow. Fast. Uh, wow, wow. <laughs> uh, so yeah are you still up for talking or you want to I mean, I, I mean I'm fine as long as you uh, no I'm fine man we'll wrap it up here sometime soon but no I, yeah. I, I appreciate hearing all these stories and and uh yeah so we were at Leadville and uh yeah I know I know it was a grind for you but you were able to finish in under 30 hours and you got your buckle and mission was accomplished yeah yeah that was that was a very big deal for me because again the reason is it's like again Leadville if you see that was a very big deal for me because when I read the first time I heard about Leadville was when I read Born to Run in 2012. Okay. Right. <laughs> so in my mind, that's how I came to know about it. And then Scott Myers have a big role to play in it. I didn't know Scott Myers till I think sometime end of uh, 2012. So he, oh, sorry, 2013, 2013, uh, 2013. And I met him in a hike. 
So me, Scott Myers, and I think Heather and few other people, we were all hiking. Then he was talking about some races and I told him, okay, I, I was already little feeling good, but I did my first hundred mile that year, Kettle. So mentioned about Leadville, he did it and some other stuff. And I told, I might want to do that someday. I told, I, yeah, I heard about this race in, you know, in Born to Run. And that's how I got the interest. But I told about this to a couple of my friends and they told, that's a very hard race. You should, you know, it's a mountain race. And they also, one of my friends also told from LPTR group, there are quite a few people tried from uh, this area, but most of them don't finish. They didn't finish. They even they tried two, three times. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, this, then I can, I can try. I, I don't mind failing. I, to me, failing is fine. I don't care. So I just want to try. So that's when I thought of Leadville. And I think I put my name in. I got in. So this is the end of, uh, I think sometime end of 2013. Um, and uh, yeah, I got in for 2014. That's how I got my Leadville. But you can see by the time I was barely, I ran kettle twice. It was very close to like, like 28 hour, right? If I'm mm-hmm. taking... 28 hours to finish kettle, there's a logically thinking is very, it, I will not be able to finish Leadville. It's very different, right? Way harder in a way, right? It's mountain race. Sure. Yeah. Way altitude. But that didn't deter me. I thought, okay, I'll just go and try. So, and I was very happy to finish it. But again, so anyhow, so same year after Leadville, I was happy. Then next, what is the next logical goal? What do you think? Uh, well, you know, knowing you and your brain, I'm guessing you wanted to go further. Yeah, I did 150 mile at T-Bunk, 2013. Uh, um, yeah. So that was also, there's a lot of stories there. So we'll talk in detail some other day. <laughs> and it was a very rough, very hard. Again, very lot of learning, lot of learning because I was, I ran my first 100 mile faster than I should have. I thought I'm going real slow, but still it was not slow enough. There are even, you know, in my mind, I thought, okay, you know what? Maybe I will win it or something. I was trying to, I was thinking of winning. So I was going faster. I was trying to keep up with mad birds and, you know, but after I fell okay till 100, 120 mile, after 120 mile, I couldn't move. So then next 30 miles, I basically walked, basically walked for next 30 miles to get my 150 miles. Wow. Uh, but walk. next, that's a long walk. Yes, long walk. It took me like, total thing took me like 47 hours lot of sleep deprivation for two nights and you know i didn't sleep a single second so that's a different you know like then i figured out okay, 100 mile and this like two nights is very different and but i learned a lot i learned a lot but hey you know like again fast forward by the time i have done like some 100k races some marathons and i'm doing a lot of other races if you see i have run a lot uh, but kettle was a big jump in the third year so i figured there's all not only running there's many other variables so anyhow, so first year I ran kettle was 2013. I ran 28 hour, 20 minutes. Next year I ran just under 28. Third year I was able to cut off almost five hour. Wow. And I ran 22, wow. around 22 and a half hour, 22 40. Wow. Uh, so yeah, one of my good friend, Corey Fain, um, paced me. And it was funny, but, uh, but I, I just want to mention <laughs> that he was not able to keep up with me at, at one point. I was running so fast, second half. <laughs> and so, I, but again, he was able to catch up with me at the air station, but again, I ran fast. Um, so he, he told me later that I didn't, I can't even think that somebody can run that fast in last 30 miles. Right. And so I ran hard. So I ran 22 and a half. Next, next year, 
I improved my time by almost an hour. So I finished 21 and a half. So a friend of mine, Teresa, paced me. Teresa and Jason Pentikoff. You know Jason, right? Mm-hmm. He's an awesome dude. He's a great friend. He, he always helps. So he, they paced me and crewed me. And the year after, that's my best, best kettle so far in 2017. And also the hardest condition of kettle so far. The year was, I don't know if you're familiar, it was, it was hot, like hot in the morning, like 90 plus. And, okay. then it, and then it rained a lot. It rained like literally I took off my shoes and I was in that uh, meadows. It was all mud, means like literally almost like five, six inches deep mud. Oh, yeah. mud. If you look at the finish rate, finish rate was less than 40% that year. Wow. <laughs> so I was so about to. Stop. That was your fastest time. That's my fastest time. Wow. And you know what moved me? What kept me going? What? This, like, one is this, not only just me, it's just a whole thing. Logan flew from Colorado to pace me. Oh, that's right. That was a big deal to me in my mind. Because when I saw, I know I'm struggling, but again, knowing him, like, you know, one of my friends, Matt, so Matt paced me for uh, first 19 miles while going out from, you know, like 62 to 81, Lake, mm-hmm. I think. And mm-hmm. on the way back, Logan paced me. And so the same distance, it took almost 10 minutes faster on the way back. Wow. Then, you know, like last 19 mile is faster than the previous 19 mile. And Matt kept on asking me, still asked me, how did you do that? It's just the way Logan treated me, you know, like the way it's like, treated me the whole thing that, you know, like going fast and slow and pushing. And, you know, he knows me so well, mm-hmm. you know, to kick my butt and when not to, you know, the whole thing. But anyhow, uh, going back a little bit, in the daytime, it was very, very bad condition. And I was almost two hours, two and a half hours slower than I thought I will be where uh, in the, uh, at 62 miles. Because going in the race, my goal was little good goal uh, for me at least. My goal was around 19 to 20 hours. Okay. And I, I thought I can do it because I know I can do it. Because the, even the two years before those, when my, my times were improving, uh, the condition was not good. It was hot both years. And I know this year I have better fitness, better training. I believe I can do 20, maybe 19. Uh, so my, I have the goal, but the rain throw everything off. Uh, so, okay, you know what? So somehow, when I saw Logan at Emma Carlin, you know, I, he gave me, I, I was sweaty and, you know, stingy by the time, a great hug. And we talked for a couple of minutes and, and you know, it was great to see them. Yeah. And I have a crew, you know, Matt, Matt Grandstorm, my friend, basically he, was my crew chief at Western States. He stayed just one mile from here. So he's a great guy, great friend, great runner, and great, you know. So my, I, I, I'm very lucky with friends. You know, they are very, they're so helpful. Yeah, it helps a lot. I mean, to have a yes, friendly face because, and, you know, just something exactly. fresh and can kind of kick you in the butt and keep you moving. And exactly. Logan, had a, Logan had a special way of, you know, he, exactly. knew, he knew us pretty well, but he knew, you know, how to push us. And exactly. he, knew when to, he knew when to back off too. He was really exactly. good at pacing. Exactly. That's what I need. Because I don't want people in the, you know, who will say, oh, you're hurting. Let's stop. I don't want that. I don't right. want to stop. You know, I want to push. But again, when it's hurting, I want to stop. 
So my mind will change in the race. You know, like the way I think now, it will change in the race. So that's where I need somebody who knows how to deal with the situation. Not only, okay, the kind of, you know, telling, oh, it's hurting, you should stop now. So that's where Logan is my, like, the, you know, he's my, he's my, you know, the best person I can think of for that situation. Yeah. Uh, that kind of thing. So, yeah, but again, I have met, so he, he, like, he also, that was first time he basically faced me or crewed me. And he haven't been in a hundred miler. He haven't done any hundred miler. So he didn't have experience. So he's very new, but I know he can be, you know, he's a responsible person, you know? Sure. Job done. He'll not let me linger around. So I have a very good crew. My crew was basically mainly just two people, you know, Matt and Logan. And, yeah. and Ray was there, but Ray was there for some time, not that long, but mainly just two, you know, like unlike in the first few years, I have seven, eight people in the crew. I started having a small crew, but responsible people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, after that, you know, once you start running and the second half was at night and that's when I run better because, okay, I can do, I can push myself, you know, when I feel like people are struggling, then I do better there. When the, for me, I don't, I know one thing, if the conditions are tough, really tough for most people that there, I can do relatively better than most people. And yeah. that can be anything physically, mentally. And uh, I think that's why, you know, even Western States, exactly the same thing happened, you know, <laughs> with no training for one year, zero miles, they ran a hundred mile. So I think that's my strength. I hope it stays that way. I don't want to jinx it. It's just, I'm grateful for that. Yeah. But when people, I can suffer more than others, most people, I feel. So I pass a lot of people. I pass a lot of people, me and Matt and me and Logan, we pass everybody. No, like nobody passed me in the last 30 miles. And I think I passed at least 30, 40 people. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, but Logan was pushing me so hard. So I stopped at, I think, Tamarack. And after that, I couldn't move. So, I mean, last five miles was very slow. Literally, I was like, uh, walk, jog, walk, jog. Most, a lot of walk. Otherwise, I would have got sub 20. Uh, yeah. But we, put, we covered a lot of time. And still, I finished like 20, I think 20, 30, 20, 34. I forgot. Uh, I was still, I was very happy with that time, given the circumstance. And that, the whole experience, not only the time, the whole experience with my crew and Logan, that is very, like, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing experience, you know, stopping and even me and Logan looking at the sky and, you know, taking the fresh air, the stars. We stop, mm-hmm. we run hard, then we stop for a minute. Okay, let's look at the stars, mm-hmm. you know. And then, oh, then one more thing I do remember, you know, at one point he, it will, okay, let's use some music. So he just have some boombox or something, you know, and that loud music in the night. And I don't know, <laughs> okay, you know. So that, and I think after half an hour, it died, the battery died. But that, those kind of energy, it just gave me, it make me feel like really like, you know, very fresh. So yeah. I was just pushing, 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 pushing to the pain, pain, you know? Yeah. So, you know, the cool thing is we'll take those memories with us, yeah, you know, yeah. to our grave. We'll have those forever. I mean, if you yeah, think yeah. back to, you know, really, really suffering in, in some really hot races and especially times with Logan and, and just different pacers, um, you know, those are times we're going to remember forever. Forever. I mean, to me, those are the matter. Those are the things which matter. I mean, yeah. To me, of course, okay, we are working, we are earning money and, you know, whatever. Those are good. But in a bigger perspective, those are very, to me, you know, it's, it, it might come up wrong, but those are very little. Uh, yeah, what we do normal day. Thinking, we're not going to be thinking about those times on our deathbed. No. When we're old, we're going to be thinking no. about the good no. times and, you know, the, the bonds that we forged through... Um, you know, some of these races and, and, you know, like you said, you and Logan stopping and looking up at the stars, you're going to remember that forever. 
Exactly. I feel like I can, when I go outside right now by myself, sometimes, you know, I, I can feel like that, that moment. We are just, you know, like, uh, just two minutes back, Logan was pushing me and run, run. Okay. We are running for, you know, okay. and then suddenly, okay, now we'll, you know, just let's enjoy this moment. Just that moment, you know, that, that, you know, the stillness is the key. That thing, you know, like, you know, Ryan Holiday mentioned in Stoicism, just being in that moment. When you're running, you run hard. Then when is the moment to enjoy or, you know, just relax for the 30 seconds, one minute, two minutes in that moment, enjoy the star sky, that fresh air, just take in that moment and then again run. And What's yeah, man, these memories, this is, uh, yeah, amazing, man. That's, yeah, yeah I, I really miss that, guys. You know, it's like, um, after that, we talked so much, you know, last six years about Western states. Yeah, and, I know that was a dream uh, race for you. Yeah, I mean, this, this was my goal race for all the last five, six years towards that, you know, get, because I am putting my name in from 2013, you know, every year training, you know, it's hard for me running and training and qualifying every year, every year. And I had a pretty active goal for that. I wanted to run sub 20. I still believe it's very doable, very doable sub 20. Uh, uh, even sub 19, 18 in Western States, I think it's very doable. Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, means yeah, yeah. When I think like last time I talked to Logan was I think I forgot uh, July or August of uh, July or August of 2018. We talked for a long time, mm -hmm. and then a week or two later he called me. He left me a voicemail, and I didn't reply. I got busy in my weekdays again. And I think a week later, I thought, oh, shoot, I forgot to call him back. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why he called me. because We just talked two weeks back. When we talk, we talk for a long time, like an hour or two. Mm -hmm. we don't talk for two, three months or four months, five months. We don't talk. That's the way it worked between me and Logan. Right. Um, so we talked two months back, uh, two weeks back. And then he called me. I still don't know why he called me. I didn't get a chance because I... Fled one week later, and and he replied, "No worries, man. We'll talk soon." That soon didn't take. It didn't happen. It just and then you know, 18th of October, when I heard this news, uh, it was 18th, right? 18th of October 2018. Yeah. So I just felt very weird. It's just I don't know how to process. I didn't leave my room for two three days. I took one day off. Uh, I couldn't go out from work and everything. It just totally. It's like I um. Yeah, the whole thing. Um, so it took well, I, hope you don't blame, I hope you're not blaming yourself for not calling him back. I mean, it was uh, what it was. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not blaming, but at the same time, I tell myself, if you want to call somebody, even if you think you don't have time, if you want to talk, do it now, even for 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, because we always think, I do, even now, I'm very guilty of this. You know, like, I keep on postponing. Sometimes I, when I think, okay, I have so many things to do. So, but again, hey, you know what? Nothing is that important. It's, it's all, we put that weighted. You know, this is important. That is, it's all our perception of that thing. At the end, nothing matters. Nothing is important. Not everything is important. It's all same. Yeah, so, if we think... This call is important, yes. If you think it's not important, no. It's just same thing. And, and that same goes with work. That same goes with work and life philosophy. Everything is, is as important as you want it to be, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, we put too much weightage in, on, on ourselves. So sure. going back to your point, no, I'm not blaming myself, but I do feel that I still don't know why he called me. 
uh, what you want to share. Um, I just didn't get a chance. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, you know, after Western States, after that, I felt okay for a few weeks. And, you know, after that, I, we, what, we met in when? No, was it November? In the in his wall, call in his ceremony, was that in November? Okay, I think so. okay. Then we talked, and by that time, okay, I was in a better position. When I, you know, I made peace with it, kind of lot of meditation and thinking and everything. So I don't try to suppress it. I try to go with the feeling, and I let it feel how I want to feel. And I want, you know, so that's the way I deal. If I am sad, I want to be sad for as long as I need to be. So after that, after a few weeks, I felt okay. Uh, and then in December again, you know, in that lottery thing, and I got into Western States and then everything come back because we talked about the Western States so much for last mm-hmm. six years. And then he was supposed to be there with me, not only for Ray, just being together, that is the experience we had in, you know, at Leadville. So same kind of thing. And so, yeah, that's a whole totally different story. And the way I, I'll tell you one thing. I don't know. Uh, I don't think you will, will have time here. I know you have to stop, right? Yeah, we'll stop sometime soon, but I'd like to hear your brief synopsis of uh, Western States because I never did uh, talk to you about it. Yeah, you asked me, like, because in Western States itself, it's a very big issue, it's a big thing for me. It's like, but I, one thing I'll tell, because, okay, let me put this, I'm trying to make it short. Like, I got uh, injured in 2018, uh, in April, that was my last, 2018, uh, April, after Mad City 100K, I got injured, and so I was not able to run for quite a few weeks, months. Then I had a bike accident. I don't know if you know this. No, uh, I didn't know. That was a that was a near death experience, and after that, a lot of things changed. Yes, I wouldn't have been alive. That's why you know, my thinking totally changed. So each and every day, I am just you know I think of that moment because again, um, so that bike accident was pretty. I have a bad concussion, and you know the bike. Uh, I don't know if you want to hear this thing a little bit, or maybe not. I should fast forward. Um, you got into a, a bad bike accident um, before Western States, and you were having, you were already signed up for race, and I'm guessing you were having doubts. Yeah. No, it's just the accident in 2018. Not only doubts. It's like, okay, I was not able to run, so I was biking. So one day I was coming back, uh, on my way back from biking. So a uh, mm. van hit me. And I know, I just know the one thing, that something hit me, okay? I was on the bike lane. And then next thing I know, just lights on, on top of me, just lights. So basically, it took me some time to realize oh, I'm in wow. a hospital bed. And it, five wow. hours later. No kidding. So I'm making yeah. it very short. It's <laughs> a serious uh, accident. So basically, something hit me. And I just, so basically I fell down and knocked my head. I had, I was very lucky without okay. helmet. I'd have been dead, but somebody, I don't, still don't know who called. It was like around 10 PM at night. Somebody called the ambulance. They came, somebody first of all found me on the road. It's a hit and run. So somebody found me on the road and my bike somewhere there. And they called the ambulance. The ambulance came and picked me up, took me to the hospital. And they did, they did all the tests and whatever they did, you know, CAT scan and all those things. So, so they told I was unconscious for almost like three and a half, four hours. And so anyhow, so I had some bad concussion. So for next few days, I couldn't remember most of the stuff. It took me a couple of weeks to get back. Kind of okay. Doctor told it will take anywhere between six months to a couple of years. 
um, to feel okay, but I have to be careful. So now every day, okay, it's, you know, it's normal. I am hoping so after within a couple of months, I started feeling okay, better. Uh, this happened sometime in July. And then in October, I heard this news mm-hmm. of uh, Logan. And then we met in November. Then December, 1st of January. I forgot, 1st of December. Was it 1st of December? When the lottery yeah, was so. that, you know. Right. Again, uh, okay. And this time, because you know, every year, starting from 2014, <laughs> uh, sorry, starting from 2013, December, I was watching the live, you know, live lottery mm-hmm. every year. But you know, so first year, I have, you know, you know the process, right? One ticket, and so because you ran Western States, right? Yeah. So I would like to know about your story, man, a little I bit know. too, you know. <laughs> so I will, I, yeah. So you know, so okay, I didn't. I have only one ticket, but still, my hope was so high. If somebody is the luckiest one in terms of lottery, I'll be the one who get it. You know, I was so hopeful right. with on luck. Uh, so I didn't get in. Next year, two tickets didn't get in. Four tickets didn't get in. So every year I was listening, you know, this live. And every year I was putting all the training in. Every year I was putting running every year, hundreds of miles weekly, a lot of miles. And and then I just didn't run for the last eight months. I didn't run after April. This is December. I ran maybe total, not ran, just walked maybe just here and there. No running. And now here I am in Western States. Isn't it you funny how it all works? So, isn't it funny? So, you know, when I saw the first message, I think, you know, Cam, Cam, Camille Heron, right? Camille Heron, that Casey Lichtaig, you know, I know them personally. So when I saw that, they, 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 one of my friends from my head, so he ran Western States in the past, uh, Luke, Luke Laga. So he called me right away, I don't even in. And when I spoke, I didn't go, you know, the night before, the first December, the night before I was with my friends, uh, Matt, Matt Granstrom, the same guy, his birthday party, his 40th year birthday, 40th birthday party. We were out. I spent, you know, we were drinking till late night. I'm not in a training chair. I don't care about running. Running is the list of my pride. I'm not running for eight months. I don't care about running or anything. And I stayed in his home and I came back around noon or something just to see. And then I go logged in and I see, oh, in my Facebook, this thing and people start calling me. Literally, I have like fifty messages in an, <laughs> an hour, calls and calls. Because it took me so long to get in, yeah. like seven years, right? I was not happy. Mm. I was not feeling anything. I don't mm-hmm. know what I'm I feel. I tried my some people to happy. I'm happy, but I don't know. Am I, am I happy? I mean, why should I be happy? Because I didn't run. Am I supposed to run Western states? I don't know. It's not all. The, I'm like all confused now. You know, so I don't know. So, hey, that's why, you know. So anyhow, so I started thinking, okay, well, I don't know what is my goal and this. Should I start training or I don't know where to start? I started thinking of Logan. He's not here. So I, that whole, I started thinking, responding to these messages, you know, on social media. People are thinking I'm excited, but I'm not. I was not feeling anything. In a way, actually, I was sad, pretty sad. I don't know what to do. All these days, I was not running. I'm not missing running. Running, maybe I'll never run in my life. Right. Who knows? I don't care. You know? So it's okay. You know, I'm just grateful to be alive. And literally, I, I got that. I started going back to my accident. Yeah. I could have been dead. Mm-hmm. That bike accident. Because I could have been dead. And what would have changed in my life? Nothing. In my apartment, all those certificates would be there on my wall. Medals hanging. Nothing would have been changed. 
right? I would be, I would have been, I would have a gun with no pen. I don't remember anything. I just something hurt, and then I'm just as, as if like you go to bed. Some people in my life, like my parents, my friends, they would have been hurt with, because I am somebody. I am gone, but nothing would have been in my life. It is such a peaceful mm-hmm. death, right? That thing gave gave me a totally different perspective of you know life, and I do feel that every day. Just you know, death and all those things. Because death is the most certain thing in life, but we still don't think of death, or we 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 give a negative connotation to death. Why is that? You know, mm-hmm. those kind of thing. You know, um, thinking differently. But anyhow, so again, when I heard about these Western states, I started thinking about you know, like okay, I was not thinking about running. I'm thinking about running. Should I run? Why should I run? Why should I care about Western state? You know, all those things. So next day. Sunday, in the morning, I signed up for one other race. Which other race? I wouldn't have signed up, but now I signed up. Why? Because I got into Western states. Now I need to do yeah. some running before that, and I signed up for Ice Age. The Ice Age sign up was next mm-hmm. day, December second. And usually, as you know, if you don't sign up for Ice Age, it will be full. You know, it will be like totally. Yeah. It will be like full, right? Full means um, what do you call? It? It's very yep. fast. We have to do it fast. So first. So first uh, Saturday, uh, first uh, Saturday, first uh, December, I got into Western States. Okay, supposed to be great news. I don't know how I was feeling. Next day at noon, I signed up for Ice Age. Now, okay, so logically, I should start running at some point, or at least walking and jogging. I still have five six months. Okay, I'll start with you know. So I I was walking. I was going to yoga. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was crossing. Just two blocks from my place. Just the nice, you know, two, just two, two blocks crossing the road, on the green signal, my way of right. Okay, my walk, and it was drizzling. A car came from the other side, and just hit me and ran over my foot. I don't no know if you kidding. saw that post I posted. No, I didn't. The next day. Next, yes, and it was. I posted the next day, third, uh, 24 hours later, um, and it just went over. And there were two people behind me, and they started shouting because they're a little orderly. And the car stopped. He was a pizza delivery guy. He just ran over my right foot, and my whole body was mm-hmm. in shock. I was like trembling, but still I came in the sidewalk. The car stopped. He came out. Are you okay? And I just told, "Why did you do this?" I asked him. That's my father. Why did you do this? I thought he did it intentionally because it is my green, my walk mm-hmm. sign. But he came from the right side. He turned left. But he told, "I'm so sorry. I didn't see you." I, I honestly, it's a little dark, a uh, little dark. It was like I think 4:55 because my class was uh, at 5:15 or 5:30. Sorry, so 4:55, a little dark December. But still, I can't believe how did he didn't see me. So by the time bunch of people gathered there and they they all saw this. Two people were behind me. They saw that they know it is his fault. So we were talking, and my body was trembling. I tried to still figure out what happened. Can I walk? Is my feet okay? So within 10 minutes, you know, trying to walk, mm-hmm. I felt I'm okay. It's I don't know. My shock, I'm still shocked, but I feel okay. Within that time, within 15 minutes, police came and, you know, we are talking. I gave the report, everything. And they asked, so, so what, so that I'm going to charge report or not, you know, complaints. I just told, it's almost like 15, 20 minutes not talking with police and them, other people, you know. I took information, but I told police, no, let him go. Well, why? I told in my mind, I I still don't know why why I did what I did. 
But in my mind, I thought maybe he was in a rush. He's a school kid. I can see that. You know, maybe he wanted to earn extra money. That's why he's working on Saturday evening. Even though he's like in you know, a drizzling, he can party. He's working. Maybe it's you know Christmas is coming. He needs the extra money. So, but if I put a charge on him, a lot of things can be different. I don't know how it will change. He will be go to jail or what? I don't know. But I thought I my leg feel okay. Yeah, I think I can walk. If I put the charge, it might be. But it went to what? Literally, hold my right foot, whole right foot. I still can't believe. Is it possible that the whole the car, the front wheel, the left wheel, in the front tire, went over my right foot? Wow. And I said, okay, I don't know how it happened. It's possible. Maybe, maybe, or maybe, maybe I don't know how it's possible. But anyway, after that, we, okay, we I let the guy the guy go. I walked to the yoga class. I was a little late. I still went inside the yoga class. <laughs> I did my yoga. Came back. I thought about that a lot. I told to Carly, the instructor, that this has happened, and she told, "Really? Are you okay?" I, told, I think I'm okay. I still don't know mm-hmm. because I can walk. It is hurting, but I'm okay. Uh, not like you know, very different. So it took me some time. So that was Sunday evening. I came back around whatever seven o'clock. I started thinking, thinking, thinking. Almost 24 hours later, then I posted something on the social media about this incident. Not, not to just you know tell people I did it, just to I also posted something because it's just to mention this happened. Be careful because this can happen to other people. Make sure even though it's a you know white light, your walk signal, you look at the other sides because people can do this thing. All these things this happened, and a lot of people are telling, okay, you should have you know you should have complained to the police or you know. So I don't know, but the reason I didn't post it because I do believe. Lot of time, lot of people ask me, okay, why you didn't post yesterday? I told, I don't. I try to. I believe that a lot of times we react because yeah. we react too soon. And as you know, Marcus Aurelius said, you know, just everything is in that pause, the pause between that you know that instigator and your reaction. A lot of times we react in our words, action. If somebody tells something, we get mad, we react, we get angry because we react too soon. So I try my best not to react. Uh, so I took like 24 hours not to react. But anyhow, so after that, uh, next day, announced next day, next year, which is now to, what? Uh, this is now December going on, right? So I I started like walking, not running. I didn't run. I still not run. Maybe doing just walking a little bit. 16th of January, I started something new. Can you guess what did I start no, next year? What? Let me ask, guess. Uh, Logan needs to do that. Logan, again, because Logan. Ah, uh, climbing. Really? So, yes. So, I took a membership on 16th of January 2019, last year. 2019, so took a membership. I went five days a week, okay. climbing gym, yeah. just three blocks from my place. It's an indoor climbing. Because, again, as I told, every year I start something yeah. new, which I do every year. And that year, I told myself, because I lost Logan, right? We lost mm-hmm. Logan in October. So, okay, I want to do this. Because Logan also kept on telling, Arun, you should start, you know, you should try climbing. This is fun. And we talked so much. I do remember the year before that, I think me and Scott Myers and Logan, we were running the trend wreck. And we were talking and, you know, he was telling us it's so much fun that, you know, skydiving and climbing. And Scott Myers was telling it's fun, but, you know, there's also risk involved, blah, 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 all these things. But, you know, 
I told, okay, I cannot get scared. I need to do these things even more. I want, now I need to skydive. I need to climb even more mm-hmm. for myself or Logan. So that's why I joined the climbing gym. I was going four, five, six times a week. I did uh, pretty consistently for next uh, two or three months. I was not running at all. But in the gym, they have a little biking and treadmill. I was doing walking and this. And then sometime in March, I did a three-mile run. And I think a couple of like two-mile run, a jog. Then I did uh, a half marathon, Milwaukee half marathon with no training. My longest run is three miles before that. I did the half marathon, just walk, jog, walk, jog. I finished like 150 or something. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, that's my longest run. Then I did the 35-mile training run, mm-hmm. an ice age. And, uh, and then three weeks later, I did the ice age. Basically, I have like less than 25 or like total, like total 35 and total here, yeah, total like 50 mile training run or 50 or 60 mile before uh, Ice Age. I did Ice Age, finished pretty slow, but still like nine hour, 10 minutes or something. I forgot. Uh, but still, I was happy. I, it went way better than I expected, way better. So I walked most of the first 20 miles. Then I ran last 30 mile run mm-hmm. jog. Okay. <laughs> so it went way better. I thought, okay, I think I can do Western States. If I can do uh, this one, I mean, it's a very different scenario. I said, okay, with no training for one year, more than one and a year, just a couple of runs, almost zero training. If I can finish Ice Age, I will run next few weeks yeah, and I can do well. Western stairs. Yeah. I just felt that. Well, so much of it's mental, you know? But it's so much mental, mental, exactly. But now what happened? This is the funny and weird thing. Just a week after just one week after Western, I mean, Ice Age, I think second week, second weekend of, um, second or third weekend of um, May, I was biking and suddenly I just fell. I was biking, I was going to gym and I felt a weird tingling sensation in my neck. I couldn't, like, it's hurting. Okay. So, okay, 24 hours later, it's doing a little more. It's like weird tingling sensation throughout my neck and my spine and my left hand. My left hand stopped, like, kind of, I can't feel much. So I just, uh, within 48 mm-hmm. hours, I have no feeling Not in my left sign. hand. I went to the PT, uh, then doctor, and they told me it's a nerve issue. And so basically, I started doing some PT and uh, chiropractor for next almost uh, two weeks, almost two weeks. They, I went to, like, literally every day. By that time, now from, un- like, tingling, it went to pain. Like within like I would say three or four days, it was massive pain. You will not believe, Adam. I didn't sleep a single second for almost like wow. fourteen or fifteen days. I can't lie, lie down. So I was closing my eyes and just sitting, just leaning on the side of my couch. I cannot lie down. It was so painful. It was so painful because it's like not all the time. Only in certain angle I feel relief, and that angle I have to figure it out. The putting my hand in a weird way or putting something. Once I found an angle, I just stay wow. like that for the next five, six hours. That's how. It was very, very painful. Every day, chiropractor, PT, massage, whole day. Forget about, like, forget about running, nothing, nothing. It's just nothing happening. Um, and then in the meantime, again, a lot of things are happening. You know, my crew is contacting me. I'm supposed to, you know, I'm supposed to, you know, a lot of people wanted to, from January onwards, a lot of, lot of my friends wanted to help me, but I cannot because I'm not training. Now, after this happened, I cannot commit to anybody because I don't know if I can, you know, tow the start line. I didn't buy a ticket. 
I it is like people are one of my friends. They are going to the you know like they went to the course itself to train. One of my great, very good friend, Greg. Um, Greg. No, I don't. Then I know if you know him. So Logan knows him. So we both of us got into Western states. Uh, so me and Ryan, not one from Wisconsin, and Greg and one other guy from Minnesota. He was also from Wisconsin. Guy moved to Minnesota. So same thing. We we are trying from same. You know, from 2013. We all same scenario. And he is going there to do train. And I cannot even run. You know, like those things mentally. A lot of things psychologically happen. And I think that's where it's more deeper than what people see. Like what happened the year before when I can't run. When I see people are running and see the conditions are good, they are getting good time. Sometimes I go in a bad place. Okay, why it is hurting? Is it because I cannot run, or is it because I cannot run fast? Am I trying to prove to myself, prove to others? I think those are the places where one need to figure out. I'm trying to figure. That's that's the main part where I think maybe some other day we'll talk more in details. One other day, but right now. So post Ice Age. I am in this pain, and I I just want to walk or want to sleep. Fast forward, nothing prepared. I have no crew member, nothing. My Matt, my friend who is supposed to uh, be pace me, he didn't buy the ticket for because I didn't buy the ticket yet. So anyhow, so just four days before the race, uh, doctor told, okay, we are going to give you this one injection. So maybe it will help me. I don't know because I can't do anything. Right. I can't walk anything. So I still, I still told the doctor that I. He told, okay. I asked him. So that time, at that point, it was a big thing. Okay, I told doctor, okay, even if I go through the pain, if I go through this thing, race, is it possible or is it likely that it will damage me? Not the pain, damage me in a big way, like you know, I become paralyzed or this. He told, we don't think so, but it will be an excruciating pain. And I don't, you know, I don't know what you'll do. But if you can bear the pain, it will not damage, sure. you know, something like that. By that time, I did my um, what do you call it? MRI? Five of the discs are herniated. Five, five. herniated discs. Five, five oh. herniated discs, one severe, and that oh, is from a bike accident. So, yes, from one year back, so it just came back. So I don't know it came back because of the. Uh, effort or this thing I put in the ice age. I ran that ice age, you know, like out of running, right, up and down, running for you know, like nine ten hours. There's a lot of things I don't know, or something else. But doctors, when they found out all my old reports, they told we are thinking this is from your bike accident. So it was for a long time. We don't know how you function, and a lot of the pain in real life, I can negate the pain. I can go deep place where pain doesn't. I don't feel the pain. Means the pain is a very physical thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I can deal with it. I have done in the past. I can deal with the pain in a different way than most people. So I don't know. A lot of time, maybe I had the pain. I I forget it in a different way. I don't know. But I did have this kind this kind of pain. So doctor told we are going to give this medicine. So Monday morning, I do remember. Uh, Monday morning, Monday morning, he told, okay, come. So Tuesday, I went. He gave him injection. And it didn't help me anything. I didn't feel anything. Maybe I I feel little better. Maybe it was I feel little better because of the anesthesia. I don't know. Um, then Tuesday I purchased my ticket. Tuesday, the so me, 
So this is the oh, Tuesday wow. before the race. Can you imagine? Saturday <laughs> is the Tuesday. Is the race? I went to Matt's place. I yeah. told okay, Matt, let's buy the ticket. And the ticket is almost now than few months back. So we purchased the ticket for next day, and we left on Wednesday, man. We left on Wednesday. I have no preparation, no nothing, you know. So Matt is the only person whom I know who will crew me. And in the meantime, Greg. So I again, I was supposed I I was supposed to stay with Greg, you know, in in a, at the same place uh, at a cabin. So anyhow, so again, making it long story short, me Matt, we went, we left on Wednesday, went there, met up with Greg and bunch of his friends. Uh, he have like six seven people in the crew member, and two of his crew member they wanted to crew me, uh, help me. So again. So now I have a four-member team, like me, uh, Matt, and Ali, and Tommy. And so I have a great team. And yeah, and overall, the experience, again, it will be a whole other podcast. That amazing time, you will not believe what I went through the, you know, the day, two days wow. before the race, one day before the race. You know, where was my mind? Because I even don't know if I can run one mile. Because I didn't, I couldn't run mm-hmm. after Ice Age. A single mile, so much pain. But you know, the, the, on the Wednesday we arrived right there. We went to the cabin. A couple of hours later, we went to uh, Pacific PCT for a couple of hours. I think two hours we hiked, and I felt okay. If I can hike for two hours, I can do it. Why not? This is the longest hike in three what what one month, two hours, right? So I have 20, 30, 30 yeah. hours in my hand to figure it out how to do it. So that's my mind. thirty hours to figure it out. Okay, so I did just hiking, and within the hike, the couple of stretches, I did some jogging, like 30 seconds, 30 seconds, 20 seconds, and that gave me a huge confidence. Okay, I can move, I can move, and I was putting my head, like hand up, and still moving, but the confidence. So and, and next day, I did that in the, the training thing, the training thing, I'm going yeah. up oh, yeah, the escarpment. I, I don't mm-hmm. know if you, there's a training mm-hmm. to, to, for the race, so I did that whole thing. Uh, with uh, Matt and all of the, my crew members. So that was a great experience going up that, you know, whole experience, you know, on top, uh, meet Camille Heron. It was snow. Then me, Camille, you know, we slide down the snow. Overall, this experience is great. I'm enjoying every moment. Mm-hmm. It's like a party to me. You know, it was a party. I meet so many of these runners, you know, Jim, Jim Walsley and, you know, Camille Heron and Courtney DeWilter, Casey Iktai, all of this. Next two days, it's like a party. <laughs> I forgot that I have to run. And maybe this was the race where I was least pressured. I have no pressure in a way because I have no expectation. To me, I am here. I'm getting my stuff. I am enjoying the environment. I just feel so happy. This is what I have seen. I'm dreaming of all these things, you know, and I am already, you know, this is great. And somehow, you know, (laughs) uh, I made some, I have no crew plan, nothing. And so I told the start line, and that's when in the morning, I forgot, 4 o'clock or 5 o'clock of the race day morning, I started feeling a little nervous. Okay, now I'm, is it really happening? I'm there. It's dark. Now I have to go up. I have to move. Uh, how long? What's my next goal? I don't know. So I thought if I can go to the first aid station, that will be amazing. That will be amazing. I told my crew member, but Matt, he told me, knowing you, I know you're going to do this. 
because he is the only one in my group group or you know crew he knows me okay like you know tommy or other people doesn't know me like, like ali don't know me they just meeting for the first time right they don't know what to expect i told okay this is what you do i told them what i you know just push me but do this thing i gave some you know rough idea but i don't know what i will do so it was a very painful in a way like i i walked like first i would say 30 mile was lot of walking because it was in bad condition i don't know if you are familiar with the last year's condition there's lot of ice and snow at first i thought if i go on top i'm okay but after that it started like lot of snow and ice the entire those ridges so i kept falling 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 at least 20 30 times i kept falling it was very hard time for me so anyhow so i arrived at first aid station and i was already first aid station, not first aid station i think first time i met my crew members was i think mile 30 30 or 31 i forgot what was that called i remember exactly uh, i have to yeah, see those yeah. things <laughs> see if i don't dock so 30 and i was already like almost an hour behind i thought i can be if everything goes well because at first at first i don't know what's my goal right can i go 10 miles 15 miles i don't know but if everything goes well i should be in at this point by this time if i still want to finish the race right it's still like math right i know i cannot do but still we have to be positive so a part of me is telling me i don't know every mile is an extra i don't know what what i will do i'm walking walking mostly walking but still i'm telling i have 30 hours to finish it i can still do it i can still do it when i am first aid station they have to kick me out because i was just 5 minutes okay. under the cut off 5 minutes at that point okay so i have to go okay so i left there and somehow um i started after that i think i started moving little faster because it become little better the ice were not there this is not there you know so i started moving and okay what is happening i'm feeling now so there are so many things happen literally this race um so at one point i was running pretty fast i started running but there was a jeep road i don't know if you remember and that jeep road i was going pretty fast and i went kept going straight at one point a jeep came and stopped and told me i was running fast because i was trying to make up the time i said okay if i am already at 5 minutes right now just under the cut off is still 70 miles to go i cannot you know it will be hard right so i was i was running hard i i do remember after couple of miles one mile i think i was putting some 8 minute miles like a crazy guy can you imagine stays i haven't run for so long in the pain and i forgot and somehow my pain pain i forgot about the pain it was hurting way less than 3 days back way less pain my the, my neck pain i was having it's like my my mind is in a different place now i'm thinking of the other things you know i'm immersed in the those the pain is gone mm-hmm. that pain it's not gone but i'm not feeling much so i was running hard hard and then when the jeep caught up with me i i was told okay you were you crossed you have to Are go back and get to the trail i was very yes because i was running straight on straight on the jeep trail but from the jeep if you remember we have to turn left we have to go on the trail after 30 mile we go for 2 3 3 or 4 mile but after after that we have to cut the trail on the left side and i didn't the the jeep road was so wide i was running and i passed by a few people and i passed because i was running faster at that point than most people 
and I passed few people, five, six people. Nobody was in front of me. I kept running and the road was so wide. I didn't pay attention to the, you know, on the pink, I think pink flags on the left side. I was so focused. I was, I kept, my, I kept telling myself, I am going to run as hard as I can right now. I am not thinking about 100 miles. I am going to run as hard as I can. But knowing I still have to go a long way. Wow. Okay, I, I was putting eight minute miles, literally eight minute miles. And it was, it was gradual downhill, gradual downhill. Uh, when the Jeep caught up with me and I, shoot, I had to go now. It was very gradual, but still uphill. I don't know how much back. Now I started jogging, but again, I went in that negative mind frame. Okay, shoot, again, now I can't, now. I was trying to make up that time, which I lost in first 30 miles. And now how can I do this? So I started somehow walk, jog, walk, jog, walk, jog. I hit the trail and now again, I started jogging slowly. My mind is in a bad place. Uh, I'm just trying to make it, you know, like make it short, but still I know it's not short, but a lot of things happen mentally. So I started running a little harder for next hour, one and a half hour. I was passing people, but whom I passed them earlier. So all these people are behind me and now I have to pass them again an hour or, you know, an, an hour and a half hour later. That was very pain. I was feeling very much pain in my you know, chest. A lot of pain because I don't think I can you know, make up that time I lost going that extra distance. I, I, I went almost like a mile ahead on the Jeep road. So one mile, one mile, two mile extra is a lot of time. And I was already behind, right? So I started running even harder. So I ran next, almost like next 20 miles pretty hard. There was a station, like aid station, where our crew cannot meet, but it is man aid station. I didn't even stop. I just blew past, you know, past it. And they thought, why this guy is crazy or something. And I was running hard. Little I was running all between eight to, all downhills, eight to nine minute miles. I ran, ran, ran uh, till uh, I met my crew at mile, forgot what, what was that? I have to, yeah, I have to look at these, all the details now. I forgot the name, Robinson Flat. At like 50 something mile, 50, okay, Robinson flat. 56 or something. Uh, Robinson flat, 56. And I was already a little behind there. And I am, since I ran so hard, my, I am hurting bad. My feet is trashed. My both feet are trashed. Uh, but I think I make up some time. My pacer told, no, I made up like half an hour or something, or maybe 45 minutes. Even though I was behind, even though I had extra two miles, but still I make up time because I ran hard. Because uh, I think at that point, I ran most of my miles are between eight and 10. Uh, so, I, so somehow my pacer was supposed to meet me, uh, pace me from mile 62 or 64 from, but since I was so tired and exhausted, I told, okay, I will so... And if I wait for 10 more minutes, I think she can join me at that point based on the time because, you know, it have to be either 62 mile or 12 hours, something like that. I forgot 12 hours or 15 hours. So I waited there till a certain time. Then my pacer Ali joined me and we started running together, you know, okay, we are having a good conversation. She, I don't know her. I just know her mm. for now only less than what, 48 hours. We never ran together. So I was listening to her stories. You know, she is going for her first hundred mile in the, you know, that year, superior. So she, you know, she's from Minnesota. So I get to know her. So that was a good change of everything. And overall, I am still hurting. My feet is was really bad. Every step was hurting. But somehow, 
I am just jog run, jog run, jog run. And then I'm thinking, okay, it got dark. It got dark. And those canyons, that one of the canyon, I told Ali, Ali, do you want to stay in front or behind? I think he told, okay, you can stay in front. So I told her, okay, I'll run a little fast. I just told myself. The way I told uh, Ashley at Leadville, now I want to run. You know, okay, I, so I wanted to run fast. And I started running fast, like literally fast, uh, pretty fast. And I think I lost her because it was so steep for me. I couldn't even hold her. I ran, I don't know how many miles, maybe two miles or three miles, just downhill. Yeah, you know, the canyons, yeah. like, it's like never ending, right? Yep. Like down, downhill, downhill. So I was running, running, running. It's like two, three miles. I don't know, I forgot. And then like two, three or four minutes later, uh, Ali came up and caught up with me. And then again, there was a small creek. Then again, we have an uphill. So we, we walked the next uphill for again, I don't know, two, three, four miles we walked. So we have a very good time. Uh, like sometimes I run hard, I run pretty hard. Then I walk, hard walk. And we are having a good time, lot of pain. At one point, mile 70 something. This is the first time between our um, running, the partnership. I was telling, I think in terms of time, we are doing good. I feel like I'm doing good. I'm improving, but my feet is really hurting. I, every step is like needle. It's a needle. Mm. It's ni you know, needle poking inside. Mm -hmm. Every step is 70 mile. And so I, at, I, at one eight session, I took mm. some, uh, I took uh, two ibuprofen. Usually I don't take this medicine. I don't like taking ibuprofen at all, unless, uh, so this, so this one, okay, I took two ibuprofen. Within 20 yeah. minutes or something, I felt much better. And I start hard again, hard again. I will say next. And you will not believe me, long story short, in next wow. 10 hours, I passed wow. like 150 people, I think. Like after, between 70 mile and 100 mile, nobody passed. And I, if, you, if you just look at the in a site, like a lot of people told me, we saw you are like 280 or something. And like, like, at one point I was like, I think 320 or 340. Oh, and I finished yeah. like 160 something, I, I think. Mm. I, I, so I passed like 150 plus people in last 10 hours. And so anyhow, so with Ali, we ran like amazing, like this, you know, sometimes hard, sometimes this, you know. Uh, so then at, I found, at, at Rocky Chucky, that's where we changed the pacer. Have a great run with uh, Ali. And I think Ali ran with me like 20 something miles. I forgot. I think 62 till 72 or 78, maybe 20 plus miles, 22. So that was great. And then I got a chance to meet Gordy, you know, oh, yeah. chatted with him for a couple of minutes, Gordy Ansley, you know, <laughs> that was a big deal, right? So when I was taking my food, the station, when he was, you know, tapping my shoulder and I look at Gordy and, you know, this is like kind of history, right? Because this whole ultra running hundred mile yeah. race exists maybe because of him, in the, right? Oh, so much credit to him, just meeting him. So I stopped there. We talked for almost five minutes there. At that point, I'm not too worried about time. But I know even if you can move, if I can move moving, because I was running pretty hard whenever I'm running. So I will get under 30 hours, maybe even faster. Um, so I stopped there for five, seven minutes. Then um, my mat was there. It was great to see my crew people. You know, it's, it is amazing to see this crew. They are so much energetic and all the energy in every aid station, the whole thing, the volunteers, you know, uh, this Western States, to me, it's, it's amazing. They, they, really, it, 
you know lives up to its hype especially the volunteers and the aid stations you know those <laughs> so that that point 70 something mile at rocky chucky uh tommy joined me we passed the river right we started talking going up the okay. that hill i forgot going up to green gate going up the hill so that was pretty hard for you know but is you know so he is into too much into stoicism so we are he was talking i was listening about stoicism and these again i don't know tommy so this is now get the chance to know him but it was hurting but he suddenly i heard a weird noise he's whistling he's giving some weird noise and somehow i like that some energy and he gives this noise and from somewhere far people give a noise back like a whistle back mm. you know people from the river they are whistling back so tommy is doing this thing going back you know those thing give me some energy then he's giving you know, so we are having some kind of conversation not conversation like basically i am listening he's talking and then he paced me for next what like i forgot like almost 20 like 8, 17 18 months i think from 78 till 94 i believe 94 so whatever that mile is 77 to 94 uh and we were running hard passing people it's lot of heart lot of heart and by the time it's almost at one point you know it was like it will be sunrise sometime i'm having a hard time sometime you know my i am going down within 20 minutes he's trying to raise, you know the whole thing i don't know him he's cheering me up but i'm passing people i'm playing games with myself with others i'm passing people and you will not believe this is where like with tommy I, we ran like 3 4 5 hours i forgot it, this is still so weird tommy i don't know but i felt i spent time with logan wow and i talked with logan and we talked so many things and i talked about things which i didn't get a chance to talk over mm. phone he was talking about his girlfriend you know so i still now i don't know if that's what he want to talk because we didn't get a chance to talk mm-hmm. much about his girlfriend sonia so he was talking about his girlfriend with me during our run and a lot of other things you know this you know and about his skydiving and this and you know his new life his work and all of this he's talking to me and wow. i talked with him little i talked with him so i don't know if i was talking loudly or in mind i talked to him i saw him i spent time with him he responded back he was in front of me he's behind me that is everything so i don't know lot of the stuff which tommy did was very similar to what logan did with me at kettle 2017 or what would he have done is it very similar because the energy of both are very similar very similar very similar you know that's why i feel like in tommy is second logan i found that but ali was great you know he she yeah. was great but she was a little bit different everybody is different right but tommy every time the, the cheering and shouting and running making me run for hard sometime i was running uphill and tommy later told me later he told i don't know how you ran the uphills i was running you know in you know, those uh, i forgot what, what are those called those uh, last 20 mile i forgot even every man uh, those single track so i was running uphill and later after like like a month later tommy told i still don't know how you ran those some we ran lot of uphills uh, i ran like a crazy but in that meantime i don't know how much i spend with tommy how much i spend with logan but i felt like i was spending time with logan but so i don't a lot of weird thing happened and in the meantime at one point early i forgot to mention 
I told uh, Ali, I think I can get sub 29 at one point, like around 70 something mile. I believe I can not only sub 30, I think if I can keep moving, I can get sub 29. And she told, yes, we can do it, sub 29, sub 29. Then somehow, you know, progress, progress, progress. Then now after Ali, I'm running with Tommy. At one point, I think I told him, I think I can do sub 28. And he told, I do remember, he told sub 28, that will be amazing, but I don't think it's going to happen. But let's see if we can make it happen. Mm -hmm. It will be hard because then I am starting to run hard, right? But once I'm running hard, I am just getting so tired Then I'm walking again, you know? So maybe he wanted me to go a little more consistently, not like too fast and too slow because when I'm walking, I'm slow, right? But still, I can walk pretty fast compared to most people. But I was telling him, you know, I think I can go sub 28. And he was telling, okay, if you can, make, if it is possible, let's do it, man. Let's do it. And you know, we are running and passing people, literally passing people in the night. And I have weird vision. I feel like I am passing flies. And those flies are like fireflies. And later I realized those fireflies are like people having the lights. And some people cheered me. And I don't know because I am passing everybody. I said, you know, as you can see, I passed 150 plus people, you know, in, in that time. Or maybe, you know. So at one point, I was thinking, yes, I'll get 28 hours. So, so I kept running with, uh, by the time it was sunrise and uh, Tommy took some, Got a lot of good pictures and he was talking like a lot of, you know, good things. Yeah. I don't know what he was talking. Sometimes I, I am still confused. It was Tommy talking or Logan talking. So sometimes he was telling you know, Matt is, you know, because he was telling, okay, Matt is waiting for you. Matt is waiting for you, you know? And I feel Logan is telling this. The reason is in Kettle, when Logan was facing me at Kettle, he, he kept on telling me because that Logan, uh, Matt is waiting for you at the finish line of kettle with the beer. So, man, you, you need to run, run faster, run faster, run faster. And here, Tom is telling me, okay, you know, Matt is waiting for you. You need to run faster, but he's wow. waiting at the mile 94. So, Matt will pace me, run with me last six miles. So I got confused between Tommy and Logan. What is real? What is not? I get all confused. Is it the Leadville course? Is it the Kettle course? All in my mind, all mixed. Is Logan not there? Is This is Logan. So I, I can't, at that time, I, I didn't even think it is not Logan. I was with Logan. That's why I, I was with Logan. Later, a couple of days later, I realized, what was I thinking? That is not Logan. And I called him Logan. And that's where I need to, I told Tommy, I have to ask you something. And that's where I want to ask him, did I call him like Logan or Tommy? How did I call him? I don't know what happened in my mind. Okay. So anyhow, fast forward. So I ran with him till almost mile 94. Then I have, uh, then Matt joined with me, joined me. And I told Matt, my dream is, to, not dream, but I think, you know, I think I can get sub trained, sub, um, 28 for sure. Definitely at that point, yes, we ran so hard, sub 28 for sure. Uh, at one point, I told him, uh, to Tommy, at one point, I think I told him like mile 90 or something, 92, I told him, who knows, maybe I will get, you know, even 27 and a half. Who knows, I will run hard. Why, you know? And I kept pushing my own goal, like from 29 to 28. And not, it's not from the pacer. I am telling them, I think I can do this. It just, I don't know from where that is coming. I, I kept on telling this and I do remember and my pacer, I think they supported me, but maybe they didn't believe it. I don't know. Maybe they believed me, maybe not. Maybe they thought that is not doable. Uh, even sub 28. But I kept pushing last 30 miles. Of course, I wouldn't have been able to push if they were not there. The whole thing, the synergy, I think that made me 
uh, feel the way I felt, you know, the, my pacer and the crew being there. So we ran, I was, me and Matt was running pretty decent in the morning, but then suddenly I didn't check the map. I have no idea what mm-hmm. is where. I didn't, you know, like before I told you, right? I haven't prepared for a year, right? So I have no idea which hill or what. I just take as it comes. So I didn't oh, yeah. know there's a hill just two miles before the finish or three miles. I do, I do, do you remember that hill? <laughs> I didn't know. I thought, okay, all the hills are done. Now I'll be flat. I'll, okay, I'll be running uh, hard. Next three, well, hard means what? It feels hard, but still might be, I'm, maybe I'm moving 12-minute mile or 30-minute mile. It feels hard, <laughs> fast. But there's a hill. I walked the whole hill until I can't move. So after the hill on top, still I was trying. I, I ran hard as hard as I can. I think I passed like uh, five people in the last one mile. Uh, five people. Uh, I passed one person on the track. <laughs> so, uh, so I kept passing and I finished just under 27 yeah. hours. And um, yeah, I mean, it was good. It, that, la- that last stretch with my crew members running with me, Matt and Ali and Tommy. And one of them handed me the oh, wow. uh, Indian flag. And I think I'm the second Indian who to ran it ever. And uh, just to finishing it with friend, and I believe Logan was there, and you know, so he crossed with me. And I believe all the strength what you know, came from, of course, it's from my crew and my all my well wishers like yourself, and because all my all of my friends here, like hundreds of people were watching me. They were looking, you know, live. You know, they're following me. I know that. And there's a lot of those, you know, well wishers helped me. And but Logan was there for sure. He was there. I can't. There. I can't. I couldn't see him. But I know he, he was there. I felt his presence, you know. And, and yeah, of course. And that finishing, that was that, that was amazing experience, finishing. Of course, the time I couldn't even imagine. Of course, I dreamt of faster time when I was training. But given the circumstances, just finishing, I thought would be the that's, wow. that's a great thing that's possible. Beautiful. Just finish on 30. That's beautiful. And I finished sub-27. That was amazing. Um, and, yeah. Uh, but again, I wouldn't have done if it was not for all the I mean, the support I got. I didn't check my messages or anything, Facebook message or anything for last, next like two three days before the race. But after the race, I was in a very bad spot. Well, you know, physically I will not go there. Very very bad. I couldn't move. I couldn't move uh, for days. Mm-hmm. I couldn't walk for days. I was because I went you know beyond that limit physically. At that moment, I went there. But after the race, next day, same evening, I can't move. Literally can't move. Greg, everybody's walking. I can't walk. And it never happened. So much, so pain, so pain. I couldn't breathe. I inhaled so much dust. I didn't realize my throat was gone. I can't talk. I can't see. My, it's like everything was bad. So I couldn't take the flight. So I had to take there for a few extra days. Uh, but I think within four or five days, I was able to move, descent, um, by that time, you know, Matt came back, Greg came back. So me and Greg spent in the cabin for a couple of more days, just, you know, talk and relax and have beer and, you know, just, you know, retrospect, introspect a little bit more. Uh, but still I was in a zone yeah. and it took me almost a week to just go out of the zone. And I don't oh, know wow. if you know, didn't know that. I didn't come back to Milwaukee for almost three months. Uh because, yes, I didn't come back. So I stayed there. A couple of my friends from Oregon, uh, they drove. And again, I am, I am so lucky to have good friends from Oregon. They drove there. So 
and we spent some time couple of days it is 4th of july by then so we spent the 4th of july at lake tahoe walking spent some time me my friend dushant his wife um, so again they they are all big part of my life not only my normal private like normal like personal life also you know like running uh, they are not runners but they came from oregon drove so many hours to spend time with me uh then uh, they took me with them to their place so i stayed there for 3 weeks at their place in oregon um and slowly slowly i healed up physically uh, you know <laughs> i was just sleeping and taking rest for next couple of day a few weeks and then uh, next couple of months i spent a lot of time on the mountains in california washington oregon i met up bunch of my friends lot of writing and thinking and introspecting and retrospect you know just what just happened i want i didn't want to come back to the yeah. city because this is this is a, like a miracle happened to you know without wow. training this is possible i just wanted to reflect um yeah then i don't think i still i didn't get a chance yet that's why again i went and spent two months in last january and like december january in the east coast i spent a lot of time in those mountains in you know, tennessee and in you know, florida and in you know, north carolina south carolina just to time by myself just to think what happened like whole last two like last two years starting from you know because in between so many things happen in detail like really bad time and some miracle bad time miracle bad time miracle yeah, it's like life, no man. ups and downs it's and just to, i mean you got to reflect so, on that stuff yeah um, Yeah I feel like I still need to sit down like even now I feel like I have to reflect but every day we are we make myself also so busy I just need to sit down and start writing literally the, the western states thing experience then I you know this I feel like I I I should have sure. started writing even earlier there's so much man. there but the longer I wait I just forget a lot of the stuff so much there yeah it's never too late i i i should start writing this even even just the journey between you know the my injury and western states that journey it it lot of things happen mentally you know just going there when i'm crewing mat my mat and his first 100 miler how i am feeling while crewing how i'm feeling when i can't run that pain inside you know why i am having a, that pain is a different kind of pain i came back after crewing mat i have a huge pain inside it's because the weather was the best in like 15 years i can't run you know that kind of pain why is that pain because i, I couldn't run and it was such, such a nice condition compared to last you year know, or why why was that pain you know and exa- yeah exactly a lot of things we do not only for ourselves for other people social validation we do right and that's why i want sometimes i want to keep myself like right now I haven't seen anybody. I just met two people in last wow. seven weeks, face to face, and those two people just delivered my food. That's it. I don't want to see anybody. I have seen people in my through video, but I want to, I want to go to a different place because I feel like again, as you're talking, you know, like that lonely and alone, like that, you know, like uh, not 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 uh, not feeling lonely, but being alone. And how do I feel? about everything like myself the what i do what i do again goes back to the basically the purpose you know the whole thing the mm-hmm. purpose of life you know all those questions which i am pretty sure most of us ask right 
uh, all, all the time. Like, what is the purpose or what, why am I here for? And uh, how I think about myself when nobody's there, nobody cares, nobody's there. You know, if I am by myself in this whole world, what would I do? How I feel, think about myself. Do I respect myself? I think that is the main thing because most people, including myself, sometimes we get so bogged down or get you know, driven by this external thing. You know, people, like people say, oh, good job, right? Congrats, social media, all these things, everything and everything, the medal or the certificate, the position in work, the publication, whatever we do, these are all social validation, all, everything is social validation. But at the end, I think it boils down to just how I feel about myself when I am by myself, locked in. Nobody is there. Nobody. That thing, I think most of us don't even know that thing. I am trying to understand a little bit, feel it at some time. Uh, but I think that is more important. Once we get to understand that, nothing else matters. Like right now, right? A lot of things are happening to me. Nothing changed in my life, actually. To me, everything is happening good. Everything is happening great. Because this is an external factor, right? This coronavirus, this happened in the past. A lot of things happened. Pandemic happened. Famines happened. This will happen in the future. So these are not a big deal, actually. This has happened. This is how we evolve. This is a part of evolution. A lot of people die. A lot of people will, you know, again, I, I'm not saying people should die. It's very sure. bad. A lot of people are dying, of course. But this is a part of evolution. This is how we evolve. So... I think one should take this time right now. That's what, again, I'm trying. Again, I'm not doing what I want to do, but still I'm doing a little bit. I'm trying to go to that place, internal place. Uh, okay. And try to ask myself um, those things. Okay. Who am I? Or, you know, I don't know. I, I know this question might sound stupid, but again, I really am seeking this question for some time. That what's the purpose? And a lot of time, some people say, there's no purpose. So, but I do ask, mm -hmm. what is wisdom? You know, how to know my, how to know thyself? You know, basically what is life? What is the purpose of my existence? I, I know you might think I'm blabbering, which I am, I am. But through whatever I do, be it be fasting, be it be, you know, running, be it be partying, or be it be, you know, sitting at one place for 24 hours, being doing an ultra marathon or being, and achieving you know, or getting a highest score or getting a record. So whatever, basically, what is, what is, is it like, a, is it, are we goal driven or motivation driven or drive driven or what? Basically, I don't know. What is the purpose of the universe, purpose of creation, meaning of life? You know, like what is understanding? Like, you know, like what is the birthplace of self-worth? Um, so, you know, those things, how do we feel worthy? So, but one thing I do, again, going back to the thing, like one very important thing, like I do think is like doing hard things. Going back to, I, I really liked the name when I saw your podcast. I really liked it. They say you wanted, oh yeah, sure. I want to talk when you want to talk because I like the name because doing big things. That's exactly what I feel like. Because one thing which we all can do is doing hard things. Uh, doing hard things is almost the main foundation. Just the willingness to do hard things and be disciplined and do it. It will boost confidence beautiful. and everything else that's, will follow. It's um, a good way yeah, to wrap it up right there. That's beautiful. <laughs> but man, <laughs> I will. Three uh, hours, Arun. 
Yeah. <laughs> Just keep evolving. Right? No, this is great. Yeah. Wow, three hours? Wow, man. Um, yeah, man, 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 man. Keep evolving, you know, move, think, read, smile, you know, and, you know, yeah, valuables come and go, valuables comes and go, but values come and grow. And I do believe, you know, just don't control, you know, Absolutely. I think one shouldn't control our senses, just instead master our senses. You know, I mean, if what we can find senses, something you know? uh, valuable um, or meaningful yeah, and something yeah. as meaningless <laughs> as running, maybe we can find value or purpose in something as meaningless as life, right? Hmm. Exactly. I mean, the whole point right. is what Maybe is, is the, no what is, what is giving meaning to meaning? Like, what is the giving meaning? There is no meaning. I mean, again, like, like for me, if you think, we all think, like, I think I have so many things to do in this life. I have, there's a purpose. Mm-hmm. At the same time, we can tell that there is no purpose. We are just passing time because we, we there was a finished start line, which it happened. And we are all going to have that finish time. We are just passing time. Right? Does it really really matter that, okay, if I run 100 miles, 200 miles, or just do no miles, or become the richest person in the world, at the end, you know, if we can seek those, you know, answers or, you know, at the end, it really doesn't matter. That's why, you know, right. if, if, it, if it was so easy, then, you know, the richest people, you know, in terms of rich, in terms of money, they'd be the happiest Perfect people, right? Everyone. But what is happiness? And that's very different, right? What is, what is happiness? To me, the way, exactly, like, you know, to me, again, I, I keep it simple. The way I keep it simple is like, is like this. We say, like, knowledge is power, but learning is superpower, so I like learning, which I am doing. Like right now, as you said, you know, I am doing whatever I told. Other than that, I am taking some courses from, I'm taking some online course from Harvard. I am learning a couple of languages. I am talking, learning new software. I am learning new things. So I am trying to learn because to me, learning is superpower. And I also believe that an unexamined life is not worth living. So whatever I can examine in whatever ways we can. And that's where, again, I try to, synergize with, you know, the meditation and everything. Because to me, uh, if you want to find secrets of the universe, just we should think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. Like I think even Mm -hmm. Einstein somewhere Mm -hmm. mentioned, I forgot, maybe he mentioned the imagination is more important than knowledge. So, yeah, it is not what you look at that matters. It's what you see, what you see. Most people look, but what we see I think that that is the main thing again, and in just normal life, you know, normal simple life, like even what is happening right now, just keep pushing, man. Just put pushing. Stop complaining. That is hard. <laughs> it's supposed to. It's, it's it is supposed to be hard. And if it's not hard, we might not want. You know, we might want to add some even more weight to the stack if it's not hard, because resistance is what creates adaptation. So just stop resisting your resistance. Just embrace yeah. it. It's part of what we are here for, I think. Um, you know, you know, yeah. So I think I forgot, I think Viktor Frankl mentioned somewhere, something like, you know, when we can't, like we are no longer, when we are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. Um, so just like even now, like instead of resisting what is happening, it is happening, 
instead of complaining, feeling bad, just use it wisely right now, this time. To me, this is the opportunity, man. This is the opportunity to learn yeah. and grow. I know, like, Sounds I'm like pretty sure you are, I know myself, I am using each and every minute, every day for the last, last seven weeks. I'm trying my best. Again, to me, but again, is it worthwhile to some people? Maybe not. To me, it's okay. I'm trying to, it makes, it, it's one have to give its own meaning to oneself, not to other people. So I'm trying to give my meaning to it by doing certain things. If, if to you is running hundred mi- a few miles every day, 20 miles, that good, good, do that, man. Or having one, you know, maybe you have more time, maybe have one, this uh, one, uh, what do you call a uh, podcast uh, episode uh, every day. Why not? Whatever that yeah. gives meaning you know, to you. Uh, that's why I like the that, name. I like the you know, name of your might, uh, podcast. It doesn't necessarily mean anything. You know, big things might be, uh, uh, you know, someone making a phone call that, that they were scared to make. They could be getting outside for the first time. Exactly. 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 It's a big thing. Exactly. Because big things, again, as, as I mentioned earlier, Marcus Aurelius said, there's nothing called big or small, yeah. you know, like to summary for an ultra runner, maybe, Absolutely. you know, like five miles is very short, right? But to a lot of people, school kids, five miles is very long, 5k is very long, right? It's all relative. So when you say big things, one have to figure out what is yeah. your big thing? Yeah. What is your big, whatever, you know, that is that I think one have to figure out that, I guess. <laughs> uh, because, you know, creation to me, just, you know, just, just we are created. I'm alive. For that, I'm so grateful every second. Because to me, just creation is mm. God's desire to know himself. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to know myself. So God is trying to know God himself. Just by, the, wow. by creation. So, well, you know, being alive. talking to you, man. It's so, one should be grateful. Um, yeah. <laughs> We all, this was a great conversation, man. Anyway. I yeah, thank you, man, Adam. I know I, I blabbered. So I kept on blabbering towards the end a lot, but it's just... Uh, when I, uh, I would like to know, listen more from you, man. Means you're Western States and if possible, Absolutely. you know, let's have one more episode. We'll talk about something more, some different topic. Maybe we'll go deep, okay? Yeah. Let me know. I'm, I'm very willing to talk. Uh, because I talk to my dad very deep. He's the most one, most one person who I can talk deep and I can, because he's very, very deep person. He's like a stoic himself, a saint. Uh, but again, you know, hey, maybe <laughs> I get a chance to share no more and learn man. more from you as well. I would like pleasure. to know. Today I blabbered. Next talk, time yeah. I'll, let you, I'll give you a chance and, uh, to I'm glad, talk more. I'm glad and our paths crossed somewhere along the line. Um, no. Thank you, man. Everything is in happening for a reason. So again, whatever you believe, God or energy, whatever you know, he or she, it is. It's all for a reason. So I am so glad that I get a chance to know you. I'm really grateful and blessed to have you as my friend. And you know, and please, you know, keep doing this stuff, man. Keep doing, you know, this, your podcast, your company. Next time, let me know, you know, what you are doing. If I can help you anyway, well, and you so I much, really hope uh, we'll it grows big. And I am willing to help you in any sure, way I can. Just let me know. Just let me know. Awesome. Yes, awesome. we will. You know, let well, thank you so much, Arun. Next week, maybe next weekend or two weeks now. Let me know. Okay, we'll do it again. Thank you, my brother. Sure. Stay safe. Take care of yourself and everybody I else, and too. stay safe and healthy. Awesome. And take care, man. Okay. Okay. I I I appreciate you in my life. Okay. 